0: And welcome to NUFC Matters This is your pilot speaking uh, Welcome uh, to a, a live show After the last few weeks uh, With me, Steve Wraith With Mitch, with Steve Hasty And Keith Patterson uh, Where we will be taking off uh, Watch out for turbulence There's going to be some takeover turbulence At some point um, But uh, enjoy the show It's got all your usual classics Including Tweet of the Week Troll of the Week And of course those infamous lookalikes But first um, shall we say this is a public service announcement? Um, in and it's for protest and UFC.
1: Just a quick thank you to all the fans, uh, for all your support. Uh, Amanda and I are truly grateful for everything that you've done and everything you continue to do for the, the club, for us, and to get this takeover over the line. Uh, we really appreciate it. To the fans that are traveling down to London on the 16th, uh, thank you so much. Uh, every every piece of effort makes a huge difference so thank you, thank you from the bottom of our hearts we are truly grateful
0: Big thank you, thank you. to uh, Dad and Amanda and uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we hear something from Amanda in the next seven days as well but thank you for that message of support and uh, a big up to the, the lads and lasses uh, who are behind at Protest Newcastle which you can find on Twitter um, what is it? Well this is what it is Yeah levelling up I mean uh, Steve Hastie are repping the t-shirts that's what we want we just need transparency and of course uh, some of us off the show will be making a, a trip down to London for the peaceful demonstration of Parliament uh, and This time next week it will have been done and dusted and it's all about the top six clubs influencing Premier League decisions, decision making behind closed doors, lack of proper governance and zero transparency Football fans and in particular Newcastle United fans at this moment In time deserve better So uh, get behind it If you can't get on the buses next week um, Feel free to email Or tweet Oliver Dowden Um, His details are easily found On the internet Or Boris Johnson He's the Prime Minister of the Country and uh, certainly will have some part to play in making decisions If enough people contact these people and make their point known And it's now the time to stand up and be a Newcastle United supporter I know we've all got differences, a lot of us have got some differences Which will never be healed, but um, it's time to pull it together Keith Patterson, Steve Asty, Mitch, me, we've done it for years um, We could write a book, two books, three books, four books on it We've actually recorded some podcasts which are coming out in August to explain our involvement in some of the major things that have taken place within fans' organisations and on the outside, all affecting our club. It's great to see new people coming through. And next Friday, you won't see Steve Wraith on a microphone. You won't Steve, uh, see Steve hasty on a microphone. You'll see new people who've put themselves forward. We're going down the it because this is a generation of supporters who've had enough. They've had enough of... Not challenging for trophies They've had enough of not being able to compete They've had enough of not having any hope And um, we've got to help Mike Ashley sell this club Mike Ashley wants to sell the club He's told you he wants to sell the club Let's try and do our bit to help him sell the club And one thing we've seen this week is We have one set Of willing buyers That's one set PIF, PCP and the Rubin Brothers And We have one set of willing sellers Mike Ashley and Co Let's get it done, let's get behind it Doesn't take a great deal Stop bumping your gums on Twitter Stop calling me names, stop calling anybody names Start getting behind Something which is going to make a difference That's all I'm going to say tonight On that, I'm sure the lads have got plenty to say About it, but once again Big thank you to me, Dad, for sending that to me Today, um, in support Of what we are trying to do Um, Mitch I'll come to you first mate You're sitting alongside us uh, tonight on the show Um, What's your feelings about What we've seen over the last week
2: I think it's quite clear Like you see We've got a, a willing seller And there's one deal in town That's the deal we've got to push through That's what we need to focus on Everything else is fluff Everything else is nonsense Some of the Things that people may want to push on the back of this need to be left behind. We just need to be focused on keeping the pressure on the Premier League to get this deal done. What happens in the aftermath is a different thing. but We can't talk about that now. What we've got to focus on is the thing we can do right here, right now, and that's the difference that it will make. You're right, it's great to hear other people talking. And they're now finding... When you start to organise something like this, it does become like Billy Smart Circus sometimes. People coming up with crazy ideas. I want to bring a marching band with a banner and this, that, and the other. We've got no concept about how that would actually work in reality. Um, What what I've been happy with is I was asked to express opinion, for example, on the proposed uh, flyover with a banner, Um, and I made an opinion clear on Twitter. Um, And at least you've got people here who could... um, At the least, at the very least, um, read the room and understand what was going on and say, right, okay, we see this was done with good intention, but we can see that people aren't happy with it. We can see the, 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 the potential folly in it. So let's step back from that and concentrate on what we should be doing.
0: Yep, yeah, good stuff. I mean the plain uh, idea, look, one thing I'll say, Steve Hasty, is that at least protest NUFC listened to the fans, which is more than be said of some organizations and certainly the club in recent years. Um, as soon as that idea was, you know, rounded on by supporters, they changed their mind and, and you know, they put it to one side. And what what people have to realize is that these people are volunteers, the fans, they're just people who've got themselves together, um, organizing themselves and you know, they're going to come up with some good ideas and they're going to come up with some bad ones but you know the good thing is that they've spoken to people like yourself and me and and other people who uh, have been involved in these kind of things and, and ultimately they listen to what we had to say and they listen more importantly though to what the fans had to say so they pulled that idea
3: Yeah that's absolutely you nailed it on the you nailed it on the head there Steve they listened they reacted they they weren't Frightened to back down uh, or to change minds, or to to accept that uh, that perhaps it wasn't the right uh, th- time for what they wanted to, wanted to do, um, and that's great. That, that that is absolutely brilliant, and I think that's credit to the to whoever it is that organised uh, this and the group of them that they're, they're able to get together. Able, to, as you say, read the room and and, and understand understand uh, that sometimes you know best of intentions maybe are not explained or don't come over right. I think if, if there's if there's, one, if there's one sort of criticism I'd come, it's that the manner in which people rounded on them. I, I was disappointed in that because, again, I think there's ways and means of talking to people and the way that some people rounded on it and then the way that certain people then uh, took advantage of that and, and, and exploited the entire situation for their own. But that, as you say, all of those types of things are for another day. The the, the the main thing is that there's a peaceful protest that wants to look at the whole aspect of transparency I now understand it a little bit more steve and I now understand why they sent us a t-shirt and asked me to wear it, which is great I'm quite happy to do that i'm quite proud of, of the fact that they would uh, that they would go out of their way and, and and send this to me um and any little little bit of advice or guidance that i can give it, it, you know i'm sure it has has been uh, taken on board in 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 the right way. But more importantly, it's not you, it's not me, it's not Mitch, it's not anyone from NUST, it's not somebody from a fanzine. Um, it's, it's fans who just decided that enough was enough and they wanted to do something, but also wanted all of those groups and all those individuals to get behind them and, and a little bit of solita- solidarity. And, um, you know, well done, absolutely well done. And we we should all be sitting there going you know yeah let's let's listen to what they've got to say let's let's hope that what they're doing is successful and i think the fact you have that, that great message that came up right at the very start shows the level of support that these people have managed to obtain within a week uh, remarkable absolutely remarkable it also shows that they're reading the room right they understand that this is all about the transparency the issues with the premier league and the, and the very fact that you mentioned earlier, Steve, that people have been waiting for years and years for this done, but also shows that some of these people are also sick of the last 15 months. The 15 months it's taken for the non-decision from the Premier League who have let, literally fobbed off every single Newcastle fan. The 52,000 that go, the 150,000 that are out there in the city. You know, that's, that's what I think that's what these guys are, 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 are and girls are wanting to, to get the message out about, that this isn't just... A sale of a football club with something tagged on the end. This is something that is fundamental to the next 20, 25, 30 years of the northeast. This This could really, really shine a light on the region in terms of inward investment, in terms of jobs, and in terms of, of really, really putting the North back on the map without having to go cap in hand to London, as we have done for years and years and years, and been knocked back and, and been given pitiful sort of donations, what you know, um build, a, build a, a factory which basically is just a cake factory when we really should be having some sort of heavy industry, you know, that type of thing. While communities have been decimated, the rest of the country has got on and has done remarkably well, especially down in the south. And it's about time the tide was turned politically. But if we can't turn it politically, because it looks like we can't, because very few politicians... In the northeast, seem to be listening or seem to be in a position where they can do anything. Now, now is the chance for Newcastle fans to do it for themselves with the backing of people who want to help. That's what that's what excites me, you know. In 20 years' time, when I'm 80 odd year old, then you know, I'm hoping that, that for the next 20 years, I've been part of something in terms of supporting a football club that is successful because I haven't managed it in my previous oh. six.
0: Yeah, Brilliant stuff Steve as always You might see that thing I've put on the screen there That is uh, a, a, an easy web link to follow uh, I've pinned it at the top of the chat On YouTube That is uh, Oliver Dowden's socials That is everything in one place He's kindly put that in one place for you all to find um, I'm sure that most of you are like me And you end up uh, texting, tweeting Whilst you're watching something on TV um, Maybe it's a, a good night to you uh, Respectfully send them a few messages on there just asking for transparency. Ask them to at least look at this case and uh, make sure that, you know, from our perspective, things are done correctly. Um, Be polite, be respectful. Uh, We want this to be done properly. We don't want to appear as if we're trying to bully somebody into something. All we want to do is get the message across that we want this club sold. We want it sold to the PIF and PCP and the Rubens. And we essentially want this to happen now. Uh, before it's too late, because at this moment, as each day goes by, we are missing out on transfers. We are missing out on a lot of you know potential incomings, and uh, you know we can't progress um, as a football club. And this will set us back. Each day, each day delays us, and that's what we don't want. Uh, I did get a bit of ping in there, so if somebody can knock their phone on silent because that, that's ringing in my ears. And uh, after my second COVID jab, it's still me heading. So, <laughs> Keith, over to you.
4: am. Um... Great um, initiative by the people at the protest, and being involved in that and, and helping in any ways we can. Um, and I think the people that's going down, are going down for an orderly protest to just try and persuade people to make this transparent. Um, I was talking to some of the people who are the organisers, and they said to me that this is what it's like every day. Because some of them thought it was mad, the the the, the sort of the full on um behavior you get when you try and organize something and it, it is it is massive trying to organize these things and they said is this is what it's like for you and I said, it's been like that for 10 months and today i got up at four o'clock i got a phone call last night at 10 to 11 off the club and um, to talk through what protests we're doing and you know i just was explaining what fans are doing and what they're trying to do and what they're trying to make happen and I, and the club's view is that that um that we need to ask Boris for help rather than being abusive to him because he's probably the only man um, in government at the moment. Uh, well, we found that out when we spoke to Keir Starmer on that, um, on that Zoom call that he Ian Morris admitted on that call that he couldn't help. You know what I mean? And, and his chances of getting anything through Parliament takes time. And time is something we haven't got because um, we've probably got two weeks now, maximum, where we can protest for... for um, for transparency. And what I wanted to do at night was to tell people where things are. The Premier League have tried to get the cat, which is the anti-competition case, thrown out. And um, my understanding from the legal team, of the club, is that's failed. So they haven't got the cat case thrown out. The next thing they wanted to do was try and make the cat case come private, which is not the norm, because in competition actions, you normally run them in public. And um, I'm told now that's failing as well. So I think where they've appealed for an extra week, I can't be certain. So don't bombard us with Twitter texts. And you probably notice I'm on Twitter a lot less at the moment, and I'll probably be on even less going forward. But um, if you ask us questions, I'd rather they come on here and, and did it on a Friday and got them all out the way because it's sometimes you can you can lose three or four hours just answering Twitter things. But as far as the cat case goes, the delay, um, they've been trying to A get it thrown out, then B try to get it to go private. Um, they've been granted another seven days, which in in the opinions of the legal team will mean that the CAT case will run at the end of July, early August. That's when the CAT case will start running and it won't be private. I've been told that the feeling's strong, that it won't be private. It'll be a public case. But at least the arbitration, which will start before then, which is critical. Um, and the reason that we want that to be public is, is twofold. One is because when the club made the application last time round, if you look at Amanda's interview this week, which everybody thought was excellent, um, it it made it clear that that she she made it clear to everybody that um, they gave all the answers they were asked and they offered more as well. So when they were originally asked to put information forward, um, the feeling is that both buyers, sellers and PIF offered more evidence what they're asked for and at one stage they were told that they had enough you know there was an indication made that they'd had enough if that was the case and somebody says they've got enough it tells you that um if someone says to you look no no i've got enough it means i've got enough to pass it but you don't tell somebody that you've got enough when you're going to fail it and they didn't fail it but what they didn't do is pass it and that's the key the whole agreement to get this club sold to PIF, the Rubens and PCP, was agreed last year and was all signed up and ready. And the only thing the APL didn't do was sign it off. So the case was there. It was completed. They'd done everything asked and more and offered more. And then they didn't pass it. So I know a lot of you are frightened. You say, well, you know, the APL's case is that the buyers walked away. Oh, they just they just sat there 17 weeks and no answers. And what the Premier League would do was scurrying around to try and find some means of stopping this going through. It's it's disingenuous. Um and the reason they want this to become public is because if they do, it'll have two impacts. It'll show people, the general public, what the Premier League were doing a year ago and what was what stunk to high heaven. And you'll find them, and even one of their reporters has started leaking stuff out that. The Premier League are now concerned that the ODT hasn't got sufficient in it to stop the case. So so the, the Premier League's fear is that their ODT doesn't carry enough clauses to stop this. But more to the point, the reason the club want this to become public is because it'll stop the bench or the panel making the decision from um, doing anything but the obvious. And this was packaged up, ready to passed should have been passed and wasn't and by making it go public the the, the feeling right across the board from all the legal teams everyone who's saying this this will go through if the arbitration goes public and that's this month and that's why the day your know, people say to me what should i do and and what i'd say is join the protest uh go to london um remember when you go there you represent your castle fans so you know, so it's, it's not about make the tit of yourself it's about it's about going down there and showing that we are intelligent fans and that we want boris's help and that we want the help of the mps because this has gone on too long and i think all of you out there would be pretty damn fed up if the takeover didn't happen and we said turned around and said well i could have done a bit more so what we're asking people to do now is hammer in a professional in a sensible way without any expletives. Oliver Dow, go there and tell him why it should be made public and go to Boris, you know, go to Boris and and go to him in a polite way and say, why will not you help this club? And in the same way that Boris helped um, the Premier League defeat the ESL by calling it a cartel, I think all your Castle fans have got the right to say to Boris, "Okay, Boris, it was a cartel and we say that if you make this public, it'll stop the cartel having any influence and stopping this takeover. But Saudi Arabia... Are, are a, an ally of Great Britain. And if you look at the work that Saudi Arabia do just for BA, BA systems, if you look at the billions that's spent on that contract, which Boris did before he was Prime Minister, you'll realize that uh, that's the big trading ally with the UK. And if it's good enough for London, it's got to be good enough for Newcastle. Lots of questions
0: coming in. Lots of questions coming in, Keith. So let's try and get through a few of them because um, you know I think you got your gist over in that uh, ten-minute spell there. So you know, look, um, Billy Gaddis and I wrote to my MP. uh, I had zero responses yet. Send something to Oliver Dowden tonight, mate. Um, do it on social media. If we can fill his inbox on social media, I genuinely feel that's going to make some kind of difference. You'll get a reaction. You saw what happened with Tracy Crouch, to be perfectly honest, and uh, it does certainly affect people when they're sitting at home and they're getting loads of pings on their phone. Uh, what is the chances, uh, Keith, of arbitration going public, it says Colin Wilson?
4: <sighs> I wish we knew the answer to that. If, if it went public, we get the takeover. That's, that's what I would say, and that's the feeling from all the legal team and from the club. And, and the buyers they all feel as if it goes public we win so that's why they say now's the time to jump up and do something not to sit there and worry about we don't get it what's the chances it's the same chances of keeping it private it it, it, it depends whether sufficient pressures put politely and in the right places to get it
0: so. Question from Nathan: What would happen if the arbitration concluded unsuccessfully for us, but then information came to light in the public cat, which might have meant the outcome would have been different? Appeals?
4: Um, yeah, there'll be appeals, but but um, it, it's like it's it's like asking the impossible question: if this went wrong, what would happen? And and it, I think I think if anything uh, didn't go in our favour. I think the other things will. And I, I cannot say any way in the world that the Premier League can win the Cat case, which will start end of this month, early August. Um, when the Cat case goes against the EPL, it's, it's, it's pretty much a disaster story. But it'll be so much simpler for Newcastle fans if we can win the arbitration. Hence why we want it's the arbitration we want public, by the way. The protest is for the arbitration. Don't get it wrong, it's not for the Cat. The Cat won't go private.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh, next question. If arbitration doesn't go
4: public, are you worried it won't happen, says Jordan? Not worried it won't happen. Uh, the arbitration will still, will still run. But um, I, think, I think the panel that's judging this will be under a lot more intense pressure if the arbitration is public because they will repeat what was put through a year ago and a year ago it should have gone through. And I, I mean, overwhelmingly should have gone through. And that's why I it out. Just to repeat that again from 12 months ago, we'll get this takeover if it's yep. most public.
0: Yeah, Barry Hogan. Uh, yes, you can. Just donate to QTECH um, at NUFCMatters.com. You can just buy a seat, even if you're not going. Uh, but contact John at QTECH. I believe you've uh, won a couple of competitions um, with QTECH. So just give John a shout at QTECH. He will uh, point you in the right direction as to how you can help and how you can get involved. Paul Oxy says he's looking forward to meeting everybody next week. So. Uh, Mitch, back to you, mate. Um look, it's you know, you're you're on the outside looking in in a different country. Um, you know, what's the what's the undercurrent of feeling out there at the moment?
2: Well, we've had quite a few Jordies together here uh, this week because it's a lad called lad calls Ian Ian's fiftieth. That's why Stu's over. He's currently holding court down at the other end of the bar at the moment. Um it's um I, I think it's frustrating for us. I feel, I've said to you guys, I felt a little frustrated this week because I've more than ever felt a little bit on the outside looking in. I feel like I, because I'm so used to being more directly involved with stuff like this, um, I've sort of had to sit on my hands a little bit. Um, look, the, the feeling out here is that there's not enough coverage. The, it, why are we not getting the coverage that many other clubs would be getting on certainly on things like BBC, I know Amanda did a great interview with Chris Conway at ITV this week. I thought that was fantastic. Just the kind of thing that we needed as a fan base to hear, I think. Um, and so the, the question repeatedly is why isn't there enough coverage on this? I'm trying to get the guys, I know and the media out here, both in the UAE and Saudi, to try and push the coverage out here a little bit. Because I think any... Any way we can make this more public, more aware, get more people outside of the Newcastle United bubble aware of what's going on. And that's why the people, the lads and lasses doing the protest have got to really pick carefully the kind of things they want to do. Because at the minute, we seem to have a hell of a lot of sympathy from fans of other clubs, even fans of the, the cartel. And that's, that's sympathy that we can garner into pressure. We've seen the effect that the fan bases of the cartel uh, had in the aftermath of the ASL. that showed you what fan power really still means, and so i, I think that's the frustrating thing out here is it's like, well, hang on, aren't people going to be reporting this in the same way they would be reporting if it was if it was cmanuel or well, Liverpool, please oh hang on two seconds um, thank you um. <laughs> we have the hour order in. Um, uh, so I, why, why isn't there the same level of reporting seemingly that yeah. there would be for certain other clubs? That's, that's very clear. It's, it's like people want to just tuck it away. Let's forget about it. And that's why I think we need to be doing more direct more clever direct action to keep it on the radar, keep it out there, and that pressure then tumbles down onto the arbitration board tumbles down into the cat case. Um, and, and as a fan base to actually feel like we, we'll have a way to contribute in a very unique way, I think is fantastic. And, it, and I come back to it again, it's, it's actually really refreshing that it isn't one of us on a microphone.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, it's you know it's time for new blood, Steve. I mean, you've done your bit on a microphone and so have I many, many times. Uh, but this isn't our protest. This is new people, um, you know, from from different walks of life who are all wanting to you know to pick up the baton and, and and actually do something. They've organised it. They're they're pulling it together. Um, so yeah, you know, it'll be nice to be there and support and see a new generation of supporters coming through and doing something.
3: Absolutely, it'll be fantastic. And, and that's why I'm looking forward to it. That's why I'm giving them the my support. And that's why I'm going down. Um, and it's interesting what Mitch said about the lack of coverage. And I, I, it, it kind of like sticks in my mind that, that is that because... There is a perception out there that some of us don't want it or some of us aren't 100% behind it or that we're not fully engaged as a as a fan base. I don't know. But if that could possibly be the reason why we're not getting the coverage, then it, it's in our hands to change that. It's in our hands to make sure that podcasts and video casts and fanzines and whatever other means that we have of getting the messages out there, um, that we are really, really wanting the transparency of the takeover to be exposed and for the takeover to happen in a transparent media, in a transparent manner, and with the, with the full backing of, of the supporters. We just want a fair hearing. And if, 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 if nothing else, if you, if you have any worries or concerns about, about what's going to happen in the future, just ask for that to be done in a fair way. Now, I'm very much in the camp that wants this to happen. And so naturally, my glass half full, which has been half full as it has been with Mitch and as it has been with you, Steve, for what, uh, 15, 16, 18 months, if not longer, certainly the length of time that we've been doing these podcasts and the subliminal messages that we've been trying to get out there and the, the you know, the way that the limits that we've had to what we can actually say, and then the, the amazing positivity that Keith's managed to bring to the agenda um, since last August when when he got on board and maybe after hearing Amanda and hearing what you had to say that other fans will suddenly have picked up on the positivity that we've always had. We've yeah. always had that positivity for a reason, because we we felt as though this was moving the way that it should. Last, last June, it stalled. We all know that it stalled. Amanda's talked about it stalling. Uh, Keith's just explained earlier on about where, where we were until that particular point. Um, and that's the transparency that we're looking at. And when we say that people are going down, it, you mentioned earlier, Key, you said that you know you're representing representing yourself when you go down, you know, like as a fan. Not you personally, but fans. We're representing ourselves, representing our club. We're also representing the region. You know, we're going down there to represent the northeast. We're going down there to represent the city of Newcastle. We're going down to represent the young people, the old people. We're going down to represent the pensioners. We're going to represent the primary school kids. We're going to represent the city council. And, and we're going to show the rest of the country what we are as, as people, what we are as a region. We're also going down to represent the potential buyers. And that's important as well. And that's why I think when you said at the very beginning, Steve, that we're going down in a peaceful and peaceful manner, that's very, very important because we are – we, we've just heard that marvellous message from Meadad. We are representing them. We are representing the people who want to take over our football club because we're doing something that they want to happen. And we're going down and we're supporting their action. We're supporting what they are trying to achieve. And from that respect, we're also supporting the public investment fund. And we're representing, in a way, the public investment. So we've got There's, there's a massive weight on the shoulders of Newcastle fans who are going to be turning up there to do this right and for it to be seen to be done right. And you know what? I think this group of people who are setting this up and organising this, I think they're the sort of people who can who can represent us really, really well, and that's why I'm giving them the support. And if anyone wants to join, just come along, pay the pay the, 50, the £30, pound, get on the website that they've set up, make the payment, and and join the join the bus trip that that's going down, and give give bring the same sort of passion that that, that I'm talking about. Bring that on Friday with you, but bring the respect that you that, that I'm trying to get over. Bring that with you too. Ensure the people of London. Ensure the people in Parliament. Ensure the government ministers. Ensure the Prime Minister. Ensure the the, the minister in charge of Department of Media, Culture, and Sport that we are decent people. And we want what's decent for our football club, and we want what's decent for our region. That's all I can say about it. Is not there's nothing much more to be said. And I know that we're going to have the backing of, of 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 the trust, and we're going to have the backing of, of, of various fanzines, and I hope the other podcasters and I hope the other bloggers can can see you know exactly where this is heading and, and how positive it can be for, for Newcastle United. And if it, if it works. They are going to be able to write some really really positive things in the future about our football club. They're going to be able to have some really, really positive podcasts about performances of football teams in the future going forward. great games that they'll be able to talk about and wins and stuff like that and, and hopefully they'll be able to have podcasts about success and they'll be able to run live podcasts from Wembley or you know in in the future future years from Champions League finals and all sorts. who knows but we're going to be doing it. They're going to be doing it with a smile on their face, not with a begrudging great big sack of coal hanging off their back Is the way that sometimes we feel when we do podcasts these days because we feel as though it's always done through a glass half empty or that we're carrying the weight of of everything to do with this football club that's bad. We want to be carrying the weight of success. That's what we want. And we all want it. Every podcast ever will want it. Every fanzine writer will want it. Every blogger out there will want it. And probably every troll, if the truth be known. And, hey, if that's the way it goes, great. Let's get together. Let's make it happen. Let's let's support each other.
2: If I can jump in, jump in Steve, I mean, it, it's quite remarkable when you see the reaction to the messages like my dad's today in Amanda's interview. I think people can now see why, even in the darkest of days, our glasses have been half full. And you see the power of a message like that to keep mobilising the fan base. And I think the other thing that I find quite interesting is a year, eight months ago, our fan base was being asked to be almost the moral arbiters of football and uh, investment in sports washing. And now we're positioning ourselves to be the moral arbiters of the Premier League. And Who could have predicted that that journey would have happened like this It's been crazy, crazy, crazy time We need a positive resolution And then everybody can go forward And this this push could be really significant In driving decisions the way we like them to be
0: Yeah, the question on the screen, Keith, I'll give to you uh, If Ashley wins the CAC case uh, One of his claims is that the owners and directors test Should be passed or revisited What's your view on that?
4: um well they do it's like a roundabout question because you're asking if he wins a cat case but the owners and directors test will be revisited before that so that's what that's why i was pushing for the cat case to run from october last year if it had run last year you'd have had the disclosure um that would have fired holes in all of this and that's that's what i was begging people to do um you've got to understand that my case was put back By the Premier League, and they threatened to sue us on five occasions, and and I wasn't allowed to run the case because I was put behind the club. So when when a a QC says it will cost you a hundred grand just to argue that point of whether whether you should queue behind the club, but if you've got a football club trying to sell for three hundred plus million, and they've got a case which we found out from the Premier League in their letter against uh, the Premier League. It's hard for a single fan or two fans to turn around and say, well, we want to jump the queue, we want to get the front. And hence why we were told by our legal team that, that we'll have to join the queue. And and then when we realised we had to join the queue, our attack was then to go at the club and trying to get them to sell them what the competition case would do. So I sat down with them, the, the club's legal team and I was the person who explained what competition action would do, explained the competition I'd, action I'd run in the past and what disclosure would give you. But what I want to get over to fans tonight is is that question there is talking about a cat case. A cat case will win. It won't be private. And I just cannot see the a way they can win it. But before then, there's an arbitration case. And I want to try to get this over to you. What was submitted last year was enough to get the takeover. So, so I want to try and get the point over that, that, that people are saying... The Premier League must have a strong case. The Premier League didn't have enough bullets or enough power in the ODT to turn it down. So if they just run it legitimately and run it fairly and squarely, it would have gone through last April. That's why Amanda's telling you, her interview was very clear. She said, we give them everything and more. So the buyers don't understand why when they did what they did, it didn't go through. The club, when I first sat down and sport the club, I started this in August, and by October I was talking to the club in depth, the club was saying to me, they don't know why it didn't go through, because they were given everything. Now, the reason we want transparency, because if you give them everything again, just exactly as it was, a normal, legitimate panel will pass it, and they won't be able to not pass it. So that's why we don't even want to get as far as the cat case. We want to win it by the arbitration before that, by just running it fairly. And if it if it was running public, what I was told by legal team and club is, if it's running public, this month, the public will be outraged at what didn't get passed in April last year.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that. It's, uh, it's, it's been an interesting week, uh, to say the least. Uh, a lot of people saying, I mean, that we got that question through. You've got to appreciate, despite having these questions on slow, Friday night, they go very quickly, and um, I can only nip in when people stop talking and ask questions. And some of them are repetitive, some of them are questions, which we've already heard before. Keith, it's definite With by power of elimination, it is your pinging somewhere in your house. It's either your phone or your computer. Uh, you might not be able to hear it because you've got your headphones in, but might be your iPhone or your phone coming across on your computer. So you might have your phone switched off, but it's coming across on your computer.
4: Right. Yeah, so maybe, yeah,
0: pull yeah. Your phone, maybe put the phone on Do Not Disturb, like I do. That's a good I, idea. I'll
3: tell you what, it could be. It could be if you've got WhatsApp on your uh, on your um, computer, and if, it, yeah. if if you're getting WhatsApp messages pinging through. So I've I've deleted me. I've closed the or I exited the WhatsApp. It could be something as simple as that. Yeah, so, it could be, it could be.
1: Anyway, I uh, love how I get the
2: blame for everything like, like that well, you, do nice. off, you, do,
0: you do off the viewers uh, The viewers always It was uh, Chris Collins from the kitchen Who <laughs> <laughs> uh, said it's Mitch, definitely But uh, you you were quick to get a denial in there So uh, so that's good OK, let's talk a bit of football, Mitch um, We've seen a couple of contracts handed out Malcolm MacDonald was quite scathing about this last night um, As was Gibbo About Murphy getting a six-year deal um, What is it with Newcastle and extremely long contracts?
2: Berkeley, yeah. I haven't got a clue there. I don't know what the I mean. Murphy's done enough to earn a new deal. I think that's fair to say. I agree. I think that, that's absolutely fair to say. On the way he came into the team when they went to that back five, and he was playing effectively as a right wing back, um, he scored some important goals. He's made some important assists, and I think he's done enough to earn a new contract. Um, I've got no problem with that lad now. I scored. He's black and white through and through as well. So, you know, I think great, but six years does seem, um, I mean, I know that when they look at how the value players and how the workout sort of amortisation for our players, it's different to a lot of clubs because they include the wages over a period of time as well as the transfer value and things like that. So it could be all wrapped up in this whatever business magic that he's using to do this with players. But six years does seem excessive and, um, but are the tying players down to secure that value on the transfer market? Are the tying players down while they've got an upper hand during COVID-affected times to get them on a lower wage for a longer period of time? Just don't know. Because there's so many... If you, you look at the situation that's developing with Barcelona at the moment this week, and salary caps and things like that, we well, genuinely, because again... The accounts have been released So we don't know what our accountants is like at the moment Whether we're still on top of the balance league um, Or not But um, you know uh, Is is there something tied in with that it, we, The Gale one is all about Securing his value because I'm quite sure There's still interest from the championship in him and, it, and from a players and Agents perspective this is probably the last Time he'll get out to get On a decent contract and if we do End up selling him we're we'll going to end up paying some of his wages for the foreseeable. But, um, but on the Murphy side, six years does seem to be excessive, even though he is, for me, very worthy of a new contract. As there's no doubt about that. Um, but we seem to be the outlier yet again when it comes to doing certain things.
0: Yeah, I mean, Steve, not only have we uh, secured the services of Jacob Murphy on a six-year deal, uh, Fernandez, which I think most fans were delighted about, Dwight Gale... Um, which I think there was a few eyebrows raised at and could fall into that category that Mitch is talking about about potentially getting a transfer fee you know should the takeover go through when we decide to 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 sell him um and of course Paul Dummett and Fabian Share both exercised the option of extending the contracts at Newcastle United so so that's great news I guess um, as far as Dummett's concerned and Share and but Dwight Gale, like somebody's just said 30 years of age uh, Jeff 30 years of age getting a new contract um and Ultimately, if the takeover didn't go through, he'd be sitting on the bench again, one would imagine.
2: Well, and Bear in mind, if you don't mind, he's jumping in again. That, that's a year older than Rondon was, and they said they didn't want to sign him because he was too old. Good point.
3: Good point. Yeah, excellent point. Take in, let, let, let's take Shaw and Dummett first. I mean, that those, those were talked about back in april may and and basically there's an option for them to stay for another year and that's what's been extended it was part of that contract anyway the fernandez one well fernandez contract was up he had already had an extra year tagged to his contract so his contract had to be a, a new contract so he's getting two years um that's the way that football operates that's the way it works you know the the, the club the club had an option for to extend the other two Fernandez had already had his extended, so he then he gets the option of either walking away or they have to offer him an, a, another contract and they've given him two years. Um, Gail, well, that was an, that was talked about probably in April as well, and I, I thought he'd actually signed it already. And I think uh, at the time, a lot of people said, you know, that that's a good deal, that because what they've done is they've made sure he's not leaving, they've made sure that. Um, and it was West Brom that was talked about. They've made sure that they've got a they've got a player there of value that that can be then sold on because there will be a demand for him uh, potentially from the, the clubs in the Championship. Where let's face it, he can score with his eyes shut in a Championship, and, and has proved it time and time again. Um, so th- there's there's a the safety blanket there that's put in six years for for Murphy. Um, does it really matter? That it's a six-year contract. I mean, six years. That'll that'll mean that he's had a contract for ten years at Newcastle if he sees it through. You know, that's nearly as long as Alan Shearer had. When you think about it, it's phenomenal when you when you just look at it in that respect. But there again, that they, they give a they give an eight-year contract to uh, to Podu. You. you know, he didn't see the contract through, did he? You know, he was he was gone after what three three and a half something like that. Um... But with a player, I think that you know that what we've seen with Murphy, we've seen him, we've seen since he came back from the loan spell at Sheffield uh, Wednesday, we've seen that last season there is something in there. There's something about that in the player. It's just taken him an awful long time to come out of his shell. Um, There's there's a there's obviously. From his perspective, he wanted the security of staying. And I think, let's face it, if 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 it was you or I, and somebody offered you the chance to stay at Newcastle United for six years, um, and you've settled in the region and you've got a family, you jump at the chance. So it it could well be that he asked for six years. He could have said, "Look, you know, give us six years on the same wage, give us six years, and have a you know." We, we don't know what the what the detail is, and. It, we 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 hear these conversations time and time and time again about players never see their contracts through, and you know you're looking at Harry Kane. He signed a four-year contract at it at, uh, at Tottenham, and he's he's still got three years to go. And they're talking about getting rid of him. They're talking about you know they, they, he him wanting to leave rather not them wanting to get rid of. But if the if the right price came in, then they would he would go and they would accept it. Yes, they stuck silly money on it, 150 million. Obviously, I'm not comparing. Harry Kane to Murphy, not by a long shot. But you know what I mean? Contracts contracts in football mean absolutely nothing these days. And that's why I, I would percy I'm not getting too hung up on whether a player's given a contract for two, three, four or six years. Because at the end of the day, if the player's not performing and the player's got anything about him and he's desperate to play football, as most footballers should be... Um, He'll ask for a transfer anyway, any leave, and somebody else will come in for him. And if it means that he's got a, he's got three years left on a contract, and it means that the club has a little bit of value in there that gives them a little bit of leeway in terms of negotiating a transfer fee, all well and good. That's how I look at it. Um, loyalty in football, loyalty from clubs to players, and vice versa, it's 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 one of those things you could talk about forever. And you would never ever pin down the right, the right answer or the right sort of solution, um, and we'd all have an opinion on it, and probably the players would as well. If we, if we if we if we get Murphy on here and ask him, well, you know, why why did you sign a six-year contract? We, we might find that there's some amazing reason, or it would just be, well, that's what the offer is. So that's what I say. You know, yeah, it's literally it's like that. We we will never ever find out. Never know.
0: No, uh, I don't think you're
3: falling asleep, Keith, are you? Jacob
0: Paul
4: was asking no, certainly, certainly not I've been up early I, I left at four o'clock this morning And I yeah. go back in the 20 past five So I've had a long one good uh, And Rachel, no, I...
0: thanks for asking I'm feeling a bit ropey today I've got to be perfectly honest The second jab's done us uh, The first jab I was fine Second COVID jab, though It's definitely done us I'm not feeling myself uh, But we will push on uh, I'm here It's alive, and uh, we'll get through the next hour and 10 minutes. Uh, JJ asks a question, Keith, this arbitration is only about separation. I'm sure it's been proven in courts around the world.
4: Um, It is about separation. That is the question. But the club is saying through the ODT, um, the arbitration will cover the application they put in last time. So they've got to prove separation. That's what they've got to to prove. Um, They think they can prove it, but they thought they proved it last time. That's the bit that... People, it is to prove separation between PIF and Saudi Arabia, but it's nothing to do with the Prince. But they already felt that they've dealt with that in April and they said it should have been passed in April. The reason they want it public is so that you can see exactly what they put forward last time. And they'll see that last time they were ripped off and it should have gone through. On them players you've just said there, I think, I think the Gale one, Holly's just said on there, that she's put a comment on saying she doesn't agree with the Gale one. I think the Gale one is the easiest to accept because if he's worth six or seven million, I think both West Brom and Fulham would buy him. And for that reason, I believe that giving him a contract just secured that money. I think if we got took over it and when we get taken over, it's going to be a three-year project to be able to bring the level of players you want. And when you talk about people like Murphy and them, because he's your castle through and through, he's black and white daft. He'd play through that period as we're building that squad up, and he'd still have value at the end. You know, you're not going to lose him uh, for a deal. So I, I, I half understand him because of his age. I thought he had a great year last year. But Fernandes is my favourite centre half out of what we've got. He's the, he's the guy I'd put on the team sheet first. He, uh, you know, I think he's been outstanding. And so to tie him down is great. Dumbert you know, always gives you a shift and every manager we've ever had has always put Dumont on the sheet straight away but but um, the Gale thing I think is a no-brainer. I think the Gale thing is because the lad's got a six or seven million pound value with the championship and and I think that Gale will go in the next 12 months and I think that that was an exercise to, to maintain his value so I, I pretty much understood them and thought they were yeah. business-wise. But bear in mind Man City took three years to get players in and to be able to buy people in. I think Newcastle when taken over, we'll have the same problems. It would be a, a slow, gradual add-on.
0: goals wants to know if this was a pivotal week in your view, Keith.
4: Um, no, because us four near, knew that Amanda and dad were there all the time. So, so we didn't, you know, I think it's pivotal for a lot of fans because yeah. I think a lot of people really thought that they weren't there. And, and, and you know, we've been questioned as to why we're confident. So, um Amanda and me, Dad wouldn't be shouting that what this, you know, the confidence they're putting forward if PIF weren't there or if the Rubens weren't there. Their consortiums waiting to buy this club. And and a pivotal week for me will be when we win the arbitration. That'll be pivotal. It'll be pivotal in your lifetime, let alone anything else. It'll be the biggest thing that happens to this city and to the football club in the time we've lived with it. Um so with me, I, I just uh, I expected all that happening. Um I think buyers and sellers are, are, are close together now and I think it's 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 ready to be done. and I think I think the nerves are starting to show because I think I think we know what a great hand we had in March, April last year and and we don't want the same outcome and, and, and making it public would stop them. Panel bloody going with the Premier League. You know, that's 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 it's it's it needs to get over the line, and it's this month, you know, that's when it it all starts to run.
0: I'm sure we'll come back to the politics in due course, but I know that a lot of people do get a little bit tired and bored of it, and there's plenty obviously to discuss. And uh, obviously, we have our regular features, and I don't want to cram them in uh, all at the end of the show, so we are going to go with. Tweet of the week, where we all have a look through our Twitter feeds and uh, ping them in the WhatsApp group and have a look. And there's been some really, really good ones there. Uh, I did have one from last week, uh, Steve Hasty, which um, yeah. I forgot to put on, and it was an absolute belter. But uh, as always, I'll go <laughs> through these. I'll go through these with you. And uh, this is from somebody we all know quite well, Adam Woodrington, of course, who's uh, yeah. done quite a bit in his time with the Trust and uh, True Faith. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Adam! Brilliant, brilliant! He's a good guy, Adam. He's a, good, he's, a, he's, a he's a genuine chap. He's a, he really is, and that's that's fantastic, man. I love it. We as Gordon celebrating that result too hard. Well done, well done, Adam. Is that your left foot or your right foot? I'm not, I can't work it out. But I guess uh, I guess the
0: big question is, did it right. come home, Adam?
3: <laughs> uh, answers on a
0: postcard. Um, yeah. Another one, Steve, a bit, with a slight political twist.
3: Yes, yes, obviously. Uh, I thought this was good. Uh, Boris Johnson, well done, England. We're all behind you. Bring it home. And David Billy Gibson says that TV stand just, looks just like Harry Kane. <laughs> and when you look at it, it's perfectly positioned, isn't it? Look at Boris, arms wide. You know what? I don't think Boris has ever watched a live football game in his life, but we'll not get into that. I decided to avoid the uh, the uh,
0: the fashion faux pas that he made by putting a uh, England top over the top of his uh, suit.
3: Yes. Unbelievable. Um, Our know uh, Jared went absolutely scotty. He, he, he was straight on it, I, and I knew exactly what he was going to say, and he was dead right. What did he look like like that? You just don't do that type of thing, man. How Crazy, yeah.
0: crazy. Okay, um, as you know, um, we haven't been playing spotting. We've been—I've uh, been linked, of course, with uh, organising this protest. Of course, I'm not. I'm just supporting it. But uh, I thought this was quite good. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
3: <laughs> Any idea who put that up, Steve?
0: <laughs> uh, well, yeah, th- thanks for... Uh, well, it's, I don't know what his name is, but his name is MA61PES on Twitter. So, big thank you for that, mate. Um, I'm not sure whether he flew it across or whether he's uh, just edited that, but maybe he's paid for the plane there. Eh? Big, big thank you for that. This could have gone into lookalikes, but um, it didn't.
3: Yes, I uh, they on. It. Roy Hodgson. <laughs> yeah, that was just... It's, I mean, Roy, Roy, nice guy that he is, but he does have this look about him, doesn't he? When he st- when he used to stand there, and, and, you know, like I guess smashing guy. I'm sure, great, really good manager. You know, been there, done it, all around the world. But there's just something about Roy that just makes you laugh. You know, the mannerisms about him, and that that was brilliant. Yeah, brilliant. This one was doing the rounds, not so much a
0: tweet, but I got it on uh, Facebook and Twitter, uh, just in case we had to go to penalties. <laughs>
3: <laughs> hey, although you know what? Uh, if, if we could go to penalty re- rebounds, and, uh, and like, that was a, one of the worst penalties I've seen. I didn't think did, it was a good
4: penalty at all. No, know, it was, it was all. a
3: shocking penalty, wasn't it? Oh. I mean, you know what? It, it, in fact, the penalty, we'll probably talk about it later, but the penalty was so bad that he actually... He actually conned Schmeichel, didn't he? Because Schmeichel didn't think he was ever going to hit a penalty as bad oh, as that, well. and that's probably why it ricocheted out of his arms, quite frankly. But uh, yeah, we'll probably cover that later. And this was this was from Neil. Uh, Neil, I am Neil Marshall. Said, uh, "Hope there's enough paddling pools and wheelie bins for our new players to have their recovery plunges." And there's a picture of what looks like just a tip. Well, it looks like Benwell. <laughs> well, it looks like Benwell now. But uh, no, I mean, I don't know where that is, but. Uh, you know what? It's a, it's a classic, isn't it? You know? It nice is. landscape, nice skyscape, you know.
0: It is, I right? fantastic. Um yeah, c- 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 pedestrian, pedestrian.
3: Uh, I now use the phrase one hundred percent agree with everything and I caught it from Steve Rith. Yeah, did thanks. well did I do say I did see 100 percent quite a bit in the early stages of the did. takeover. Um yeah. so now yeah. you just now you're just saying 97%, don't you? Because it's a 97% who want the takeover.
0: I think <laughs> I, I think I went to 150% at one stage, but I was that I was that confident it was going to happen. But um but yeah, yeah, I did thanks for that, man. And uh, nice to know that I've started something.
3: Yes, uh, and now there's this uh, NUFC retweeter who's, who's NUFC Wales, really, uh, piss off with this rhetoric, Steve. You are one of the worst of us for creating division. And then you corrected his spelling
0: Could have gone in troll of the week But I thought my reply was better than his, uh, troll, his trolling yeah, So, yeah, um, we'll
2: you know,
3: well done, son uh, All's, all's fair in love and war, Steve All's fair in love and war this
2: one uh, yeah. came Now,
0: this is, now, this, now. Is this is obviously Before you read this one out I'll, I'll do this Because this is you With a trust situation Obviously, you know I've made a few videos this week I'm going to continue to do them um, I'm just trying to kick the, the, the trust off the fence Um, And trying to get them involved in this protest That's what I'm trying to do And I've made my opinions quite clear I'm not going to reiterate them on the show You can watch the videos on my Twitter account That's where I'll be putting anything of of my own personal opinion Um, But yeah, Steve just said They lied and played you in August, Greg You never took them to task Talking about the Premier League You had the opportunity to do so by working with and supporting NCSL You chose not to as you wanted to protect your relationship with the EPL I thought that was a great tweet from Steve Now, the reason I've stuck that in there is because Steve and Keith Once again Have been bombarded With hate And um, You know Death threats For Keith Patterson This week Death threats right. Can you believe it Death threats Absolutely Disgraceful um, But You know That was it An opinion that Steve had He put it across Perfectly well And that's right. what led To all the crap This week guys And girls So yeah. You know what Fair play to you, Steve. And, and look, we're not having a we're not having a pop constantly at the trust. We've all got completely different opinions, and I think on on various shows we always say um, sometimes we all disagree, and there's certain things we disagree about. And um, you know, the trust the trust the trust we've all got different opinions. But for me, there haven't been what there should have been through this whole process. And that's it. And we're going to cover it on the NUST show that we're doing in August.
3: Yeah, and and it, it was it was my. Response to something that had been put out because I felt very strongly that I just don't want people to 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 feel as though that they can either rewrite something or or, or put something out there that's perhaps not quite possibly my understanding and everybody else's understanding, um, and that and that was how I felt. And I, yeah, I did get I did get some brickbats for it. Um, I, I don't I don't apologise for it, um, and because as you say, it's 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 my it's my Opinion on on where we stand. I understand that the trust are going to be coming out over the next sort of you know uh, four five six hours, and there'll be something out there where they're going to be supporting the process protest, and that's great, and 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 welcome on board. That that's that's what we want to hear, because as I said right at the very beginning, we want we want the unity, we want the. We want the fans together, and we want everybody, everybody singing from the same hymn sheet as that horrible yeah. phrase uh, gets 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 used, you know. But uh, yeah, yeah.
0: Well, look, we're, we'll be stronger together. Um, we're never going to agree. Uh, it's quite clear. A lot of us won't agree ever. Um, that's just the way it is. Um, but let's just try and get behind protest and UFC. It's not me. It's not Keith. It's not anybody on this screen. It's other people. Yeah. Please give yeah, them the back. Some, some of them. Some of them. Some of them are quite obvious. Um, you know, we we've got some of them are quite obvious, but
3: get behind them. It doesn't, yeah, you know, cool. it doesn't take much. Yeah, and don't forget that that was a moment in time. That was that was my comment on something that happened in a moment in time back in August. Yeah. Okay. August. Well, well but, as I say, we are gonna cover this and people are saying, What's the show? It's this.
0: Um, where has the money gone in the middle there? That's a picture of me on the far right hand side um, Obviously campaigning In 1989 outside the ground We made Paul Ed burn in his scarf Graham Cansdale coming out of a coffin um, NUFC Disunited Is what we've called this um, And this is going to be a series of programmes In August um, when we'll have a little bit Of time off and uh, there's going to be A series of programmes throughout the week So you'll get a week of me, Mitch, Steve ASD, And Keith Patterson talking you through Some of the major events in our history As a fan base, uh, keep an eye out for that uh, that will be, uh, when the season kicks off, um, I've got a little bit of acting work, which I need to take a little bit of time off for, but that will be a fascinating series. We've enjoyed recording it. It's been a little bit, been a little bit like therapy. And of course, NUSC and NUST are covered in one of those programmes. Okay, getting back to the tweets of the week. This one yep. from Lee Major was funny.
3: Yes, there he goes there, Lee. Uh, when you've worked hard and saved all your life, underside uh, to treat yourself Um I know this is a show-off post, but it, I'm not sorry in the slightest. Uh, white was always the colour I was going to go for. Just look at those. Uh, well, he's, he's showing you a beautiful photograph of a white Range Rover. Uh, just look at those four beautiful white chairs that he's bought, and it's the four <laughs> <laughs> in the background that he's directing it to. <laughs> and, and that's that's brilliant. I've seen a few other people put put out. I thought that was great. That was really really clever. Really really well done. Okay. Um, there's, there's obviously,
0: a, well, there's a, the good thing is, we do get some stuff which isn't football related. This one has been doing the rounds as well.
3: Yes, ah. no, this one was a classic. And you know, hi, wow. uh, I, I don't suppose anyone has any board games that they are no longer using that can deliver to the nuke. As I have six year old self isolating ad is claiming the walls, lol. Uh, thank you in advance. And somebody called Ross immediate reply, <laughs> I don't double is any use to you.
0: I've got to be I, I do love do love some of these messages. <laughs> if if you're not on a community message board um in oh, your God. area on Facebook, <laughs> Facebook's a pain in the backside at times, but Get on one your, get into your local community one. Um, and yes. start it's you know, we don't knock on each other's doors, uh, you know, these days as much as what we were used to. But if you go on there the community message boards, there's some absolute belt and stuff where honestly I, I laugh out loud ah. sometimes. I, I tend to do it before I go to bed to de stress, I've got to be honest.
3: Our, our street our street has a, a community WhatsApp group that my wife's in, and uh, I, I did know that there was about forty five uh, whatsapp messages about what somebody should do with the five pints of milk that they've ordered and then realized they were going on holiday which i <laughs> thought was fascinating um you know it's amazing that you know sh- should you can can you freeze them are they organic um can i have one pint um is it suitable for for people under high and so it went on and on and on so they they're, they're quite amusing. It's it, you know it, but it. it it's, it's, it's just part of life, isn't it? It's just part of life. People are want it to talk. We, we can't go out in the street and you can't talk. I haven't been able to for a while. So.
2: Steve, just, if, you, if you talk to your beggar about the, the community groups over here, <laughs> if you want to disappear down a wormhole of expat mentalism, should say some of the bloody community groups out, yeah. yeah
3: exactly. Exactly. This one, Steve, you put pop about this one was one Stephen Winterton. And and I think some of us of a certain age will understand this is amazing. There's, there's the Switzerland score, uh, Switzerland nil, Spain one, goal by Albert, assistant by Corky. And then he's got hot dog, jump and frog. And I think those of us who know music will know what he's talking about. And it's a certain song where the line finishes with Alba Kirky. And I thought, <laughs> fantastic, fantastic. Prefab Sprout, if I remember rightly. That's um, correct. Yes. Smashing band from the Northeast as well. And, you know, some way, a, a band that I thoroughly enjoyed uh, going to see over in, in, in past bygone days. Really, really interesting band. Okay,
0: Tweet of the Week is uh, somebody who we uh, know and love very dearly and we'll be seeing him hopefully if, uh, he's, if he's fitting well at the Irish Centre on uh, on Sunday for the game. Uh, tweet of the Week is
3: Bill Corcoran. Oh, <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> now, this, that's this the Chronicle, you can see the headline, Lorem Ipsum Dollar Seat Amen Consecutor Ad Elite. And Bill's just replied, "God help us! The Romans are back."
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well done, Bill. Get well soon. I hope you're fit enough for Sunday, mate. And uh, that is your uh, tweet of the week. All right, Mitch. We're going to come to you now first on uh, something which I know is, is a speciality of yours, and that is strips. And uh, we have seen the unveiling of the new Castoria strip today. Um, We are led to believe this is going to be Newcastle United's uh, new shirt. What's your thoughts?
2: Yeah, well, it's black and white stripes. That's a good start. Um, The minutiae of it, it's, it's interesting to see how many people have different opinions on. I love this, but I don't love that. Is the badge embroidered or is it not? I don't like the sponsor. Is that the home shirt and the wear shirt? Is that the home shirt and the goalkeeper, goalkeeper shirt? Um, can we not have thicker stripes or thinner stripes? Or can we not have five stripes? And where's the badge? And where isn't the badge? It, the arguments go on and on and on and on and on. Um, the one thing I would say with is getting involved with Castore. They are all in with us. They want us to be their premium shirt. They want us to be their top end So what we're going to get from now on under this deal are bespoke shirts. And they're going to get some right and they're going to get some wrong. Um, But one thing's for sure, they're committed to this and they're committed to making us their premier brand. I mean, perhaps that's with takeover in mind, who knows? But certainly they're committed to it. I've spoken to some of the Rangers lads out here. they've, They've talked about the pros and the cons, the little hiccups. They had early on the quality. What I understand is they do two types: They do an exact player's uh, shirt that you can buy at one price, and then a lower-priced shirt aimed at the fans, which is a slightly different cut. Looser fit, for those of us who are a little bit more on the return side. Um, that kind of thing. Um, again, you see, Michael's coming out with the, all the socks black. People get obsessed with the socks, you know, and and, and I think we just have to um, it. What what happens every time is that um, eventually some of these kits grow on people. You know, if you go back through time, there are some kits like the the the, the two tone yellow striped away kit when we were in the championship with Newton. and that's now sort of a proper proper sort of almost a cult classic. Um, and we've all got our own individual shirts because. I, Either it reminds me of a time when we did really well, or it's connected with your chain You know, I still love the old book ass shirts because that was the they first clothes. Oh, they were very itchy, mind. Oh God, I. Yeah, 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 and, and proper cheese graters on your nips and everything like that. Oh, no, horrible! <laughs> um, but the the whole God, I took my shirt off once. It was like the tearing through, um, but um. It, you know, you you look at how it grows and these things grow on people and we get used to it. You know, we've had it with Adidas, we've had it with, with Puma. But those there's too much black on that kit, there's too much white on that kit. You know, at, at the end of the day, as long as it's black and white stripes and it's and it's, I think people appreciate th- the one thing we need. I think we we deserve is quality. In, in, the last deal with Puma was hurriedly put together. Because the time was running out, um, it was inevitable we were going to end up with a third tier template, and that's exactly what we got. And that's exactly what you get with a third tier template—you get a third tier shirt. These guys are committed to creating a brand that they see as a potential brand leader, and, and the partnership's exciting. And they've taken over the club shop, and they want to do more. They want to do more in terms of other sort of team wear that you can buy. Um, and so I think Let's ride with it um, I'll be interested To see what the, the away shirt's like And the third shirt's like um, That certainly matches The leak that The Chronicle had Earlier It's not a million miles away From the, the mock-up That they put together So Flat, it's not really A big surprise
0: Flapjack just wants to know Have you actually tried Cheese graters On your, nipper, on your nips, Mitch?
2: What, do you think Of some kind of sick oh, good God
0: um, Just how you got the comparison, I think that's what he was getting at.
2: Right. You, can, you can imagine, obviously. Jesus. <laughs> um, <laughs> why does your always go down these avenues with me? Jesus Christ, man. Um,
3: Mo- moving on to Steve, uh, your views on that strip then. <clears throat> you, you know what matters about the strip? It's what the players who are wearing it do. And yeah. if the players who are wearing it put the performances in, that shirt will fly off the shelves. Whether it's the purple one or whatever colour it is for us colorblind people, or whether it's the black and white one, if we perform, the players perform in that top, it will fly off the shelves. That's the one thing you can guarantee. I remember the Mickey Quinn barcode one with the with the narrow stripes and the wide stripes. And people slagged it off something rotten. Now, I tell you what, if you've got one, you would make an absolute fortune because people would snap your fingers off for it to get a hold of one. Especially one that's got the ad- the advertising on the front of it. Mine doesn't. Mine's blank. Mine doesn't have the advertising on the front for some reason. But what I'm getting at is the, the most important thing you should worry about is what's happening on the football pitch. I remember there's there's a waist shirt stri- shirts that when they first came out, people went, that's shocking. But because we had three or four wins off the belt of playing away from home, people went, I love that shirt now. They all want to be associated with it. And then when the when we wore the third shirt for a particular wig game, why aren't they wearing the yellow? Why aren't they wearing the green? Why aren't they wearing the maroon? All that type of thing. It's, it's hey, calm your chickens, as some people would say. Don't worry about it. You know, we're not the fashion police. I saw somebody complain and and, and tweeted, maybe it's because you've got to... I don't know what else to do. You had to to say something negative about it. And I saw somebody saying, if only the little collar bit or the little V coming down the bit on the black was also in black, then it would look better. Then I saw somebody. No, no, no. It's I don't like. I don't like this. Or no, no. There's something around here that's not right. Or it's it's not quite wide enough. Or it's too wide. Or it should always be white in the middle and then black, as opposed to black in the middle and white. And it was just like, oh man, calm down, calm down. You know, it's just a piece of material. It's what happens to, from the people who are wearing it on the deer. The performances are put in, and I tell you what. Like I say, it will fly off the shelf if that if if the players are performing because you'll all want to be wearing it because you all want to be part of the success. That's the way you should look at it. If you look at Barcelona, dear me, if there's ever a club that has managed to turn two colours into so many concertina styles over the years without any complaint, it's Barcelona. We've seen stripes, we've seen zigzags, we've seen cheques. We've seen half and half. We've seen diagonal. You name it. They have they have put together. And you know what? This the, the shirts still fly. The shirts still fly. And I, I I don't I never ever hear from Barcelona fans that the shirt is rubbish or the, you know that this is this is much worse than this. They wear them. They wear them. with pride. It's black and white. That's what it's all about. Support your club. You know. Next year it'll be a different shirt. Don't worry about it. Calm down. That's that's the way I look at it. I've got there's there's far more important things to worry about concerning Newcastle United at the moment than what the actual shirt looks like. That's my that's my outlook on it.
0: Lots of messages going to Oliver Dowden. Keep it going. Yeah. Uh, I've pinned yeah. that at the top of the chat uh, tonight with all these socials on. Everything's on there: Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, whatever. Compile dot social forward slash Oliver Dowden. Uh, just. Drop him a polite message telling him that we want transparency. We want this takeover to go through. Uh, that is the best thing to do tonight, Keith. Last but by no means least, on the strip, what's your take on the uh, the pictures that have come
4: out today? I mean, the, the two lads have come up with some really good crack there, but I think I think um, if we get the takeover in a shit shirt, um, we'll we'll all be happy, magpies. And and I think I think that's the key to what Steve is saying and saying it quite well, but. I still think the fans have got a good point. Is because let's suppose the football on the pitch is brilliant, but the pies are shite. Like, then we need to get a better baker to bake us nice pies. And if the B is off, you know, it still doesn't change that the football on the, on the pitch is great. So I think the fans have got some valid points. And there was a guy called Tim C, who you, whose comment was up there. And I, I'm reading, like, what people are saying. And I think he's got a point. You know, when the Castori deal came through, we expected something. And Mitch has, has articulated well. He said... Castore, you're going to say it's a premium brand, and I'm going to say it to you, just straight as a die. You know, I just say it as it is. Um, I hope that our legal team are in better shape than that purple shirt because I think it looks like it looks about as appealing to me to buy as that mustard one did. You know, I never bought that mustard shirt when it came out; I thought it was awful. And when I see that that shirt there, it looks washed out, and I just expected it better. It's not my favourite black and white shirt. It's not. It's certainly not my favourite away shirt, and. You know i've i've always told you what my favorite wear shirt is is, is the, the burgundy and maroon hoops but i think i think there's out of some of the designs i've seen i've seen fans do their own designs and i've seen white shirts and i've seen dark blue shirts and, and i just look at that i think that i think that purple shirt like i wouldn't buy it um and the black and white and doesn't doesn't get us buzzing so yeah you're right steve hasty um in a year's time it would be changed but you know, if the pies were shit, get a better baker. If the shirts is shit, let's get a better shirt designer. And well, be, I-, I think they crap.
0: We'll have a green one by this time next year To celebrate PIF taking over think I thought. agree, I agree Think, think positive <laughs> uh, big, on, shout go go big, big shout out to the sponsor Spider VPN Google Spider VPN They come up at the top of your uh, Google search For all your internet security They can protect your passwords Whatever's on your computer Give the lads a shout Great sponsors Been with us for a few months now And uh, continuing their sponsorship Big shout out to the lads uh, And to skipsandbins.com Who've been with us the last few months as well uh, Telephone 800 2545253. Email enquiries at skipsandbins.com Website www.skipsandbins.com Easy contract free and pay as you go waste collection Also a big shout out to John from Qtech Who is in the chat Uh, Qtechshop.co.uk The makers of pool tables and snooker tables in Wallsend and Newcastle Get in touch with them as well on our website NUFCmatters.com Where they sell a a wide range of t-shirts And they're also of course selling the tickets on there uh, To help protest NUFC out uh, with the protest buses going down to London next week And uh, don't forget if you're a first time visitor to the channel We've had 150 new subscribers this week Please subscribe if you haven't You simply hit the uh, Newcastle Legends logo in the bottom right hand corner And you can subscribe for free You don't get any any annoying emails or anything uh, Simply um, subscribe and if you want to set a reminder for a show, um, then you will get something to tell you that the show's coming on uh, So you don't miss your favourite shows Hit the thumbs up to like, which is a big help to us Hit the share button, share it to your social media And drop it into the comments to speak to like-minded Newcastle United fans We're also on your podcast providers such as iTunes and Spotify So if you're out for a walk, you can listen to the show if you miss it live on YouTube And uh, as always, we are promoting the uh, food bank. Uh, Come on, England is the, uh, the bucket that we have at the moment. NUFC fansfoodbank.co.uk. You can make a donation, whatever you want, into that virtual bucket, and it helps the food bank uh, during the pre season. And of course, you go into the raffle for the watch, and time is ticking um, for this prize. Uh, it is a watch. Which uh, is beautifully presented And it is a one-off And the draw for that takes place At the NUFC Matters 24-hour charity pool night That John from Q-Tech is arranging Friday the 6th of August Um, And it is raising funds for the Food Bank A lot of us will be there throughout the 24 hours Looking forward to that one And uh, we are doing something on Sunday Uh, We thought we'd mark the occasion of England getting to the Euro final uh, With an NUFC Matters get-together It's completely free it's at the Irish Centre in Newcastle And if anybody wants to join uh, some of the uh, NUFC Matters crew And other England fans, we will be in the concert room Watching uh, from 4 o'clock, uh, we, the bar is open And then at 5 o'clock we will be putting on the 1966 World Cup Final uh, In its entirety, you'll be able to watch uh, Bobby Moore, uh, Jeff Hurst and Alf Ramsey And of course the Charlton Brothers uh, take us to glory in the World Cup And then straight after that We will be tuned in and focused To see whether Gareth Southgate And the boys can do the job So uh, looking forward to that uh, If you want to come down You don't need to email us uh, Just uh, get yourself down Obviously you'll need to uh, you need to have um, A little bit of social distancing As always you'll be on a table It will be table service Obviously COVID restrictions are still in place uh, But get down as quickly as you can To uh, get your seat At the Tyneside Irish Centre which is on St Andrews Street in Newcastle We will have a raffle on the day no doubt for the food bank But really this isn't about making money It's about a chance of you guys getting down to meet us And having a chat and uh, watching the match And enjoying uh, our first major final as a nation since 1966 So uh, thoroughly looking forward to that Looking forward to seeing uh, some of the guys get down there Don't forget as well our t-shirt for the food bank um, The Malcolm MacDonald one is currently at £100 on my Twitter um, so you've got about half an hour to bid on that At the moment, uh, Billy Big Boy, uh, Devil Dog on Twitter Has got a £100 bid, he's already been in touch with Steve Hasty To say that even if he doesn't win, he will donate the £100 to the food bank So thanks very much for that, but if anybody wants to outbid him Anyone's really keen on getting that Super Mac t-shirt And donating some money to the food bank, then please do And don't forget to give Protest NuFC a follow uh, Friday the 16th of July 1pm Meeting at Parliament Square Coaches from St James's Park Leaving at 5 o'clock Tickets are on nufcmatters.com But give the guys a follow At ProtestNUFC on Twitter See what the guys are up to And what they are doing And uh Looking forward to that, it'll be interesting, it's going to be a long day But um, we're doing it for the right reasons And uh, like we keep saying, it's a peaceful protest, we just want to do things properly A couple of happy birthdays, in fact a hat-trick of happy birthdays today And we do this occasionally when uh, players who've done something at the club uh, spring up uh, Happy birthday to Zico, Mick uh, yeah. celebrating today uh, Also uh, a big happy birthday to DeAndre Yedlin And happy birthday to Sebastian Basson uh, three celebrate, uh, celebrations today um, Did feel a little bit sorry for Steve Howie, Who um, if you follow Steve on Twitter You'll know that he's doing a lot of walking at the minute Getting ready for his big walk uh, For charity uh, Spenny Mag actually joined him this week uh, But I did feel a little bit sorry for him When uh, he appeared on Sky And he was called John Beresford I'm not sure whether that's I'm not sure whether Steve saw that, but uh, yeah, I'm sure he did on Twitter afterwards. And then uh, now there's been a load of comparisons to uh, Steve Howey and various other people, uh, which uh, which which has made me laugh. Which takes me nicely, and what a segue that was, by the way, lads, yeah. um, for our favourite segment, I guess, of the week, and it is wow. DM me out these, just, uh, these are getting more mental as, as each week goes by We're going to try and fly through them um, So we will start with this one Which uh, is from da- Damien Didier Kelly-Smith He says, Steve Hasty is awesome He says, I feel sorry for the bloke But he takes everything in good humour I wanted to compare him with Mrs Doubtfire But since he gets a lot of bad press I'll give him a boost and compare him with
3: John Bon Jovi <laughs> Classic That photograph was actually taken In St James's Park The day after the promotion uh, championship winning game. Uh, Bill and I went to drop some money off for, that had been uh, well. To, sorry, to to collect some money that had be a check that had been uh, donated um, from the people at the football club, the the the, the great people who work there, um, who wanted a, wanted to make a donation from the uh, from the staff. So we went along afterwards, and uh, I went with Lee Marshall. I was with Bill. I was with my wife. From got that photograph taken. Uh, on on the side of St James's Park, so uh, it's a few years ago now. Changed a little bit, but uh, it's, no, all, it's all the stress. All the stress of this team team Mrs
0: <laughs> Yeah, you've had that one before. Okay, the, this one was again from Damien He said, uh, "I look like Steve Austin." Yeah, we've had that one before, yeah. mate. But I did have to show that just to show that he wasn't just picking on you, Steve. Okay, <laughs> um, we got a couple of suggestions of, uh, of this one. Um, that one from Tim Kent. <laughs>
3: Are these just for these just for the the, the of, of 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 Keith Patterson. I think that's what it is because every time there's a photograph comes up with me Keith just bursts into fits of laughter. I think he's just got mates down in, in Ferry Hill. and that send said, They said to that was you celebrating after the semi-final win. I tell you what well I did celebrate like everybody else. So you know what I'll take that one I'll take it fair enough. <laughs> okay, I like this one uh from Ugly Camera. <laughs> I think he's, he's, he's Keith, ugly camel lives in Heaton, by the way, just to get (laughs) your own back on (laughs) you. Very good. Uh, Very,
0: very lifelike. Uh, He's (laughs) even got got the smile. And he also sent us this one. (laughs) You know what? Poor pie. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, We've got uh, this one from Jacob, who's uh, been online tonight. Thanks, mate. Uh, you made it on. Uh, Tim Healy and Keith Patterson. That's not a bad comparison, isn't it? Dennis? (laughs) Dennis? And uh, uh, Reece, really Reece James, Reece James, and Joe Linton. Yeah, I can see that. Just needs the white, uh, Needs the blonde, the blonde hair. Yeah,
3: just me uh,
0: Total Recall is one of my favourite films, and uh, this one was sent in uh, by David Billy Gibson as well. Um, Said so that looks a bit like Keith. That's when uh, <sighs> yeah. Arnold Swatch yeah, the Arnold Schwarzenegger film. <laughs> that's, nice. that's whenever you get a phone call from the club, I think. Um, and then, he, then we went down this road with Albert, and now you, you know what's coming because Albert likes to uh, mess around with these, um, with these apps. So we've got this one. This is just the first of Albert's. Um, Bruce Willis and Keith. Not a bad comparison. I know what's coming here. Uh, well, no, no yeah, I'll, we'll build up. Uh, Stu Flyboy <laughs> said uh, Rio Ferdinand and Touche Turtle. <laughs> um, then we had this from uh, Lily. Good evening. Um, she says, Me and Renette think Sweden's Christopher Olison looks like Josh Dylan, who plays young Bill in Mamma Mia. Here we go again. Not queer yeah, related, really, yeah. but hey, so there we go. Um, okay, well, then we've got a, a selection of these from PG. Um, the, the it, well, <laughs> John Luke Picard, um, Star Trek, Mitch, Mitch's Benny Hill. That's not the only one we received Mitch Mitch's Benny Hill, I've got to be uh, honest this week. Some people, uh, people love that one. Uh, Curly Watts. Um, at the top there And and then you've got me As Ming the Merciless So um, yeah I've, I've had that one a, a few times as well And then uh, He didn't leave Steve out um... <laughs> <laughs> See what I mean See Kenny Everett I mean? Kenny, Kenny Everett one Is an absolute belter um, is, is that Gary Lineker And uh, the Karate Kid I think that's quite good Okay Another one of Steve Hastie um, <laughs> <where was it? laughs>
3: I bet you see what I mean? Hey. I bet you Albert lives right <laughs> next <store> <laughs> <My English laughs> to sent,
0: sent these. Um yeah, I can see I can see that. That's a that's a pretty good one, Edge you're and at the bottom. Um De Bruiner, isn't it? And, and not sure how the other guy is, but yeah, I can see I that. You, um Stones Stormzy, yeah, Stormzy and Ed Sheeran um, He has a look for you That's pretty good as well yep, right. facial, ex- facial expressions Now I thought this was that's Spenny good. I thought this was Spenny until I had. To, then I looked on it And it's actually somebody saying that that's Keith Patterson Playing the part of Drax the Destroyer But that looks like Spenny on his wall It looks like Spenny, it I'm not spinny. that fat yeah. And um, there we go uh, Doctor Strange, um, that is that is me That's who he reckons I can play uh, Mitch You've got a bit of muscle Mitch and uh, Steve Irby looking rather rugged there, uh, which is pretty good. Um, thought it was time he was seen in a better light. He says we're getting the sympathy vote. Uh, Steve's uh, certainly getting the sympathy vote. This one was sent. It, this one was sent early on, uh, seeing Mr. Wraith fronting James in '91. Of course, I did have hair, uh, a little bit of hair, but not that much. But um, yeah, I, I get the facial uh, expression. Um, and then we had um, this one: footballers who look like actors. Um, I thought that was pretty good um which is that what she called now she was in
3: oh, she used to be in casualty though didn't she yeah she did yeah
0: but yeah that's pretty good pretty accurate um, i like on, i like guys. that one um yeah. okay we've got this one uh, fab four movie star lookalikes again this is from albert busy busy week this week he says he knows that i like the godfather stuff so uh, he's got me as marlon brando um he has mitch as gollum <laughs> Patterson is Ron Weasley, Aye. and <laughs> Steve Astley is <laughs> Very good, that. Very good. If we could, if we could, uh, if we could, coin your laugh. Um, okay, so that that's that one uh, Then we had Last one from Albert I promise uh, Albert then went down The Royal Family route He was yeah. clearly Clearly uh, loose end Last weekend uh, uh, when he was sending us these, these were, job these, Well, these were brilliant, Albert I, I really did enjoy these ones So uh, There's
2: There's Mitch hey, As Prince St- Philip St- Steve, i tell you what's scary is. I look like my grander In that photo Wow,
0: well there that's, we go so that's, that's,
2: just, that's really scary
0: It is And then we've got Me uh, as, as Prince Charles Yeah <laughs> Which was, which was pretty good, it's got a smile and everything. Patterson's um, gonna a whole in a minute. Keith Patterson and Lady Diana. Oh, class, class. Uh, Last but by no means least.
3: Who's it gonna be, Steve? Uh, <laughs> I wonder. Uh, let, let's keep it, uh, well, let's just princess put on
0: <laughs> Steve. You never suited a ha- hairstyle as much as that. <laughs> <laughs> that, is abs- that is an absolute belter. Um, okay, we're nearly at the end of these. Honestly, they do take up most of the show. Uh, I've got to be perfectly honest. And as we know, most of them are obviously thirsty. So
3: a heart tonight, yeah. then, uh, you know what? I'll just say tough. Now <laughs> we've got it. We've got a top
0: three. Um, so this is the oh, top. This is, is the top three. So from yeah. Robbo. Be all your in, future in impressed with his past oh, um, yeah, right. though thought that was pretty good th- I'm pretty sure I've had that one before but I, I I chucked it in anyway this is in second place Steve howie and the mask because obviously the lightning at paddy Park uh, yeah, with, I, on yeah. Steve was green um and the winner is <laughs> Keith gray Well done, Keith. Uh, He's got Steve Hasty as Keith Uh, tonight. I thought Steve Gray was a mate. Uh, (laughs) I think you find out who your mates are when we do this segment
2: of the programme. I think Steve is my mate. At least you're not in a dress, Steve. At least least you're not in drag. I've I've got to intervene here, mate. As long as I've known Mr Hasty, I can put my hand on my heart and say I've never seen him in a dress. Yeah, the, the, nice. the last four weeks In particular Has been quite a revelation
4: I think Albert's yeah. queen The one with the queen One was the best Like oh,
0: It was um, Well that, that rounds up Tonight's tune Look at that. You keep them coming in I've already seen a couple Which were too late for tonight Inboxes And uh, a couple of things Coming over Send them to me Send them to Keith Send them to Mitch Don't bother sending them to Steve Because we tend to have a lap At his expense in this segment Brilliant Brilliant. So they were they were brilliant. Now tonight, um obviously, I had invited uh, Joe Walker on as uh, as a live, um but he sent us a video, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna play it. Hold on. Ah, oh, hold on. Bear with us, folks.
4: Here he is.
0: Hey, oh, he's live. How are you doing? Oh, oh. Here's, here's your intro. Here's your intro music. Welcome, Joe, Uh, and apologies from me, Uh, the Toon Tipster uh, has been on the sidelines for the first three weeks of his uh, uh, NUFC Matters uh, career Uh, But you've done a great job, just want to thank you on behalf of me and everybody uh, at the show um, for for coming on You've been a great sport, Uh, some great banter on Twitter as well Great to have you on live, and apologies, but next week, because we're all going to London, we'll be back to
4: doing a (laughs) pre-record on Thursday (laughs)
0: He's 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 the Michael
3: Topper of Toon
4: Matters, isn't he, you know? (laughs) Joe, can, you yes. can you be kind tonight,
5: George? Just be kind. I'll I'll try. Listen, right, listen, then. look, I've brought a touch of class to the yeah. show. Exactly. I don't know whether it goes with this cheap, crappy t shirt, like that <laughs> awful bloody logo on, but I just thought being an outstanding pillar of the community had smartened the show up a bit. Interestingly, on that, I'm doing me bit next Friday for help the aged. I've agreed to escort a pensioner down to London on a coach trip. that fella called Keith. He doesn't get out much. (laughs) Apparently, he's prone to wandering off on his own and causing trouble. I'm a bit worried about him. Anyway, I'll make sure he gets to the toilet and all that, don't worry. While I'm down there, though, I'm thinking of popping to Parliament. I don't get to London very often. There's a cause I'm really, really, really passionate about. Something that's been doing my head in for ages. For a fortnight now, Middlesbrough Council haven't emptied my wheelie bin and I'm fuming about it. What I'm going to do is I'm going to go down there and I'm going to tell Boris that Middlesbrough Council is the second worst rubbish removal company in England. I won't do the joke skips and bins. I can't. I can't. So... While we're there, though, I hope that I don't bump into a load of idiots at Parliament Square. You always get them down there, don't you, protesting about some nonsense that never comes to fruition. Anyway, I thought I'd come on uh, and, and, and talk to you about Sunday night, something monumental's happening, a television extravaganza that you can't miss. I hope you all agree that Love Island's a fantastic show and it's going to be absolutely class on, on Sunday. Apparently, on the other side, there's an England match on. Must be a friendly or summit. If you fancy having a bet on it, I've got some prices for you. I tried to ask you, lads, a serious question earlier. What do you think? What do you think the scores will be? And three of you gave me a really, really sensible answer. Old Keith, I think he's going a bit, you know he made some nonsense up that i couldn't even get a price for to be honest anyway if you fancy a price for the 90 minutes england are the slight favorites to win the trophy at 13 to 8. italy a two to one and if you fancy the draw after 90 minutes that's also two to one i think the game's going to be tight so it might not be too far away from there To lift the trophy by any means, either extra time or penalty kicks, you can get four to five for England and Italy at evens. If you fancy Italy to win in extra time, it's 11 to one. And if you fancy England to win in extra time, it's 10 to one. And if the absolute unthinkable happens and it goes to penalties and I miss the end of Love Island, I'll be fuming. But if you fancy that, you can get 17 to 2 for either team to win on penalties. England 1 0, 6 to 1. England 2 0, 11 to 1. Italy 1 0, 7 to 1. And Italy 2 0, 14 to 1. If you fancy both teams to score, you can get just over evens, which might not be a bad shout. Harry Kane is favourite to score uh, any time in the match. He's 8 to 5. And Ciro Immobile, who is the danger man, is 11 to five. In terms of top scorer for the tournament, Harry Kane needs one more to join Schick. I did it live there, Steve Hasty. I nearly (laughs) said it. Schick. And um, Cristiano Ronaldo on five. So if you fancy Kane, you can get 10 to three for him to be top scorer in the competition. I promised one of our viewers that I'd get him a price for Harry Kane to score in an England 3-1 win, and that's 75-1. to 1. In terms of your predictions, I've got 10-1 for you, Steve Wraith, at 1-0. I've got 11-1 to 1 for Steve Hasty at 2-1. I've got 10-1, Mr Mitchell, for England to win in extra time. Mr Patterson, 6-2. What planet are you no, on, No, mate? no,
4: no. What, my bet is England's 1-1 after 90 minutes. They don't score in extra time and they win 6-5 on penalties. I want odds. If you call yourself a boot, you sort it out.
5: That's not what you said. That's not what you said at all. You That's and right. communicate, communication with you is a big problem. Don't Which make me get the solicitors in, <laughs> I'm telling you. Which skill did you use to win that? They've knocked it down. <laughs> Um, and for the food bank, Mr. Hastie, um I was over the moon when Harry, when Harry Maguire scored. It was great to put that money into the food bank. And do you know what? I'm going to do it again because for right. Maguire to score, we can get 16 to one. Um, is- and I think that's worth a shout. So that bet's on for the food bank. Anyway, that's all I've got, lads. It's been did you a get my did
0: you get my prediction? Um my daft prediction. Of course, of course of, I did, Steve, yeah. Right, because um, my, my other prediction, obviously a sentimental one, I'm gonna take one nil an extra time as my serious bet, but me yeah. me, me, me heart's gonna go with four two and Harry Kane to get a hat trick.
5: So four two, Steve, is a hundred one. Yes. And if you fancy four two with a Harry Kane hat trick, you've got a hundred and eighty a one.
0: Right, I'm going to put that on for the food bank So if, if that comes in, I'll give it to the food bank but, More uh, chance
5: of that than this nonsense Patterson's talking about <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, By the way, we've had a couple of lookalikes Just suggested um, James Douglas says I think Joe's lookalike, he, he's a dead ringer For believing Bruce, that's the body language expert If uh, you Google uh, him um, I look pretty- more like Steve Bruce uh, definitely. Well, I can see the likeness not between Steve Bruce and you, but I can hear that. And somebody else uh, suggested the actor Mark Benton. Hi, my. He's a poor lad. He's a poor lad. Yeah, I bet you wish you were a penny behind him. And Paul Gibson says you're the new John McRuarig.
4: <laughs> it looks like I'm... I'll
0: take that. I'll take that. <laughs> Good. Well, listen, uh, Joe. You're more than welcome to stay for the last twenty minutes, unless you've got something less important to do.
5: No, I Love Islands are on till nine, Steve. Don't worry. <laughs> Good.
0: Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, you're right, Paul Gibson. Uh, give Give you now. hundred and eighty to one? It should be four million to one. Yeah, they got stung by Leicester. Remember the bookies? That's why they've never recovered from that. But uh, <laughs> great, great, great stuff. Um, let's look ahead to the England game, then, Mitch. You know, is it coming home is a question uh, I asked. This afternoon, and we pre-record with this guy Pat Nevin. Um, quite a quite a great interview uh, to to do, really, because he was involved in a couple of big games against Newcastle. Four nil, of course, in the eighty three eighty four promotion season, where he ran as ragged, and then he did it again in uh, eighty eight yeah. when uh, Newcastle went to Goodison Park and had four stuck past them uh, by Everton, and Tony got got a hat trick. But uh, I've interviewed him. That's going up tomorrow. Um, we talk about all kinds of things. Fantastic interview. Went over the hour with Pat as well, but uh, thoroughly enjoyable. But yeah, I mean. He thinks, it's, he thinks it's coming home And he's a Scotsman He says it'll be tight uh, What do you think?
2: Makes a difference To some of the bitter buggers Over here yeah, I'll tell you that um, <laughs> Do you know what it is? I'll ask a serious question Have England ever actually Got out of third gear? At any time During this tournament And I don't think they have I think there's more To come from those players And I don't think They've been pushed hard enough They've done enough to put stuff away to got out of the group. That mean, I, was, I was talking today um, to Andy, who's back over from the Philippines, and he, he, you know, it, 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 his, does history look at England 1966 group games? Does anybody even talk about them? No, they bloody don't. Hmm. You've just got to do what it takes to get out of the group. Then you beat who's in front of you. And that's what we've done all the way along. I don't think we've looked spectacular at times. We've not had to. We've genuinely not had to. Uh, uh, even against Germany, did we really get out of third gear at any moment? And no, I don't think so. And with what potentially he can put off from the put on from the bench, if we do need to go through the gears, um, we could be in. It's either going to be a real you to fear or it's going to be something special, and and I'll take something special, and I'll take this winning in extra time every day.
0: Okay, I I would I would say you know I think it's going to go extra time one nil, one hundred percent. I think it's going to be a tight game, but I think you're right. I don't think we have got out of third gear. We're uh, we've been very 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 you know very careful at times, very defensive. But Keith, that game the other night. Um, to to see him bring Grealish on, and then take him back off, and, and Grealish, you know, not complain about it, and you know, tighten up, you know, going to the corners, keeping the ball, um, lots of short passing, quick passing, move, passing, move. It's been a, I think it's been a tactical, a tactical competition by
4: England, and they've they've got it right so far. They just need one last push, Keith. I think that um, I think it was a brave decision by Southgate when he did that because there's not many people who put someone out there on when everyone's screaming for him to come on. And he is, he does give us something different. And they take them off and to close the game down. know, if they had scored, um, you'd not want them back on. So I thought it was a brave decision. Um, What's the game of the night. Didn't think Phillips, the Leeds lad, did great. But I thought Sapo, people were going to... I thought he had a cracking game. People were saying... Well, so I thought he was really good. Um, Sterling, people were talking about not problem. His first first bloke on the sheet for me. Because I, I honestly think he's, he, they, they can't mark him. I think he's got that something special... Um, I don't think we need this tone tip's done anymore. I think he's better on the records than these the guys. <laughs> because right he he, he works his ticket and he's, he's got a funny accent. So so for me, I think Steve Steve is proved to be the top tipster because he's picked Italy out from the very, very start. So hats off to you, son, because you pick them out and you you're stuck by them. What I will say to you, Steve, is two and I, I'm sure toe tips to the is is two weeks ago, I thought, geez, if we get Italy in the final, we'll get battered. But after after the Spain game, um, I was wanting Italy to win because I think Spain would have have been harder. I think Spain, you know, if it had been 4-1 Spain-Italy, I don't think people would have complained. So for me, I saw the Italians tire and I think Mitch is right. I don't think that we've absolutely gone at people like we can. Um, You've got to remember there was a three minute period in that game of the night from about 23 minutes to about 26 minutes where... Denmark were desperate to get the ball, yet we strung nearly 70 passes together. Nobody mentions that, but it was outstanding the way England kept the ball for that period of time. So for me, I think youth and I think strength of England at Wembley is going to do it. And I think it will be 1-1 at 90 minutes, and I'm fancying Sterling for it. I think extra time will be as tight as a duck's backside. And I don't think there'll be any goals, and I think the England will win 6-5 on penalties.
0: Okay. Uh, Joe, move on to you.
5: Steve, can you send me a copy of the anti-bullying policy for any <laughs> <laughs> okay. of Hey, talked about funny accents. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, yeah,
5: I, I tend to agree with Mitch, Steve I think, um, I, you know I don't think England I've got out the third game, Mitch If I'm being brutally honest I think the couple of times we have Particularly in the last game When we get round the back To, to quote John Barnes um, I think <laughs> we've looked absolutely lethal I think you're right We can't mark Sterling I think Saka uh, has been fantastic And then to think about people like Grealish and Sancho I don't think we've actually ever had a, a squad like this before Um, young lads, they've got now to lose. Phil Fordham sat there if we need him, yeah. Why not? Why not go for it? So, my head's doing two things. I'm trying not to get carried away and think, yeah, we'll stuff them three nil, yeah. But actually, you know, I do think it'll be tight, but I do think we'll win, and I'm not entirely sure we'll need extra time. I think England will win two nil. Yeah, Fantastic, we'll bold, right.
0: bold, confident prediction from the tune tipster, we'll Steve
5: Pre-record next week, so if I'm wrong, it doesn't matter, does
0: it? we will we
3: be talking about? The prediction for Harrogate Town, so it'll be slightly different. Yeah. Um, I, I hear what you're saying about not getting out of third gear. If if I have a criticism, I I don't think this team can get out of third gear. I don't. I think there's I think there's an inbuilt fear about getting out of third gear. I, I, I was one of those people on, on on Wednesday night when we when we when we strung those seventy passes together that was just going, and then maybe it's just because I'm a Newcastle fan, maybe it's just because, and even with two minutes to go, you panic. But I was just going, attack, attack, get the other end, oh, other man. end, stop playing the ball around, stop it, man. Get the get the ball in the box, get the third goal. Because I, I could not relax until that third goal went in. And even watching the clock going down, I was panicking. I'm not kidding you. I just was like, What are you doing? Why have you played the ball back? You, why did you go in the corner? This was going through me constantly for that last five minutes or so. So but I, I, I honestly don't think that this team can get out of third gear. I think there's a I think there's a reluctance because there's a fear. And, and and I think they've got the ability. Don't get us wrong. I think they've got the ability. The Italians, however, and, and I'm not. They, they, you're right, Keith is absolutely spot on what, what he said about the Spain game because they didn't. They 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 came against. They came up against a team that, that actually played the ball around them. They couldn't. There were times during that game where they couldn't yeah. get the ball off them. Um, you know, from a purely purely footballing perspective. If that's what you're into, and you're into the passing game and ticky-tacky football, then you know Spain played them off the park. But what they had was they've got two defenders who put the fear of God into you. I put this on Twitter. I mean, if, if there's ever a character from The Godfather, then 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 you know they've they've got two of them. They, they you know if, if you're gonna go if you're gonna go swim with the fishes, these these two at the back will will be the ones who throw you off the bridge. There's no question about that but age age is what's gonna do them you know so. we've got to play the ball around them we've got to keep that mobility but that yeah. i i fear that because i saw i saw aspects of the of england on 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 wednesday night where the defense suddenly looked shaky that you know that the, yeah. there was a there was a little bit of you know oh hang on a minute what's going on here maybe it was nerves whatever i don't know that you know i thought stones was okay i thought maguire lost it a little bit i thought was it not the midfield, Steve? Because after
0: well, you know, no, I, no, I, really, I really enjoyed Phil- I've enjoyed watching Phillips throughout the tournament. I thought that was his worst game, but I don't think the oh, system. Super
3: well, I, I thought the, I, I thought it was probably his worst ninety minutes, but I thought in the next thirty he had one of his better game. He had a better game, yeah, 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 yeah. better yeah, in, the, yeah. in the last thirty, and that's because he 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 got a he, he seemed to get another edge of speed, but he also had he had Henderson playing alongside him, who was like the yeah. common influence, but also let him go. So he was then able to go and win the ball. He was able to go and chase the ball, and he was able to close down. He wasn't managing that when he had Rice, who was sitting literally protecting the, the back two, back three, yeah. back four. I thought Walker was better in extra time as well. I thought Walker is covering and and everything. I thought he had a really, really good game. I thought, I thought Shaw didn't have a very good game, to be perfectly honest. Um, I thought that... Um, when we, when we eventually went five with Trippier on, yes, that, that helped and that helped the mobility. <clears throat> Yes, I did pick Italy very, very right at the start because of the of, of the history and because of where they were and where they'd come from, and I like Mancini and and such. Like, I still think that we've got enough to beat them because I think tactically, with the people that we've got in the backroom staff, and I think that the the edge of having the fans behind them, and it's going to be, it's not going to be the partisan crowd that people are imagining. It's not the partisan crowd that we had in midweek where we outnumbered them. You know, by you know, probably four, five, six to one. I think. Well, two and tips. I'll tell us probably how many there were. I don't know, but uh, I think that I think it's going to be really. It's going to be a really good game, and I th- I'm hoping it's it's one of these to and fro, up and down, exciting ninety minute battles. Because if th- if that's the way that it plays, I think that's what we've got. If we try to play it slow, I think the Italians will just pick us off and pick us off and pick us off. So. We don't. They're they're going to press you, but we. I think we can counteract that by pressing them. That's the way I'm looking at. It. That's why I'm going for two-one, and I think it could be over in ninety minutes. Gary Anderson know. is another look-alike
0: for uh, for Joe. You're getting it in the neck of uh, people. Tim Cairns has sent that on Twitter. He hasn't said. Sure. we'll just have, we'll have a load of these next week. Now it'll take the pressure off Steve.
5: Yeah, I might grow me, yeah. I think one of, one, of, one of the interesting things that Steve uh, that, that I noticed in the comments there um, uh, lads was was the bit about Jordan Pickford and I think in the last two day, uh, games but particularly in the last match he looked like he was starting to revert the type a couple of, his distribution was poor his decisions were poor yes he pulled a, a reasonable save off but it does it, it, it worries me That the bigger the game Look look what happens When he comes to St James he just
4: falls it, apart um, He looked rattled Didn't he He, he? looked he rattled ah, He looked rattled
0: Yeah, yeah. It, was interesting. it was an interesting one What about uh, Sean uh, I'd like to try and get As many questions in As I can I'll come back to you With your questions Sean uh, Because as always Julie is waiting In anticipation uh, For the cat a block this week I could have uh, I could have a whole show on this uh, To be honest um, Because of its unoriginal tone um, This really comes into third place um, Because it's You know, everybody everybody really says this Whenever I appear on TV And to be honest It could be aimed at Keith Patterson as well Because me and him both <laughs> uh, On Monday with Rachel Serrini from GB News Big shout out to her Why does that baldy prick have to get his shiny bonds on any and everything to do with Newcastle Whenever there's a camera about thinks he's a spokesperson for the fans. Thanks, Jack. Um, <laughs> I, wrote, I
5: wrote that about Keith Patterson. I know. Did you? Oh,
0: well, fantastic. Good has been a baldy prick. <laughs> Big shout out as well to Rachel She was great And we, you, you couldn't have scripted this We ended up bumping into two people from Saudi Arabia Who were on holiday uh, in uh, Newcastle So a uh, big thank you to Rachel uh, Give GB News a follow And give Rachel Sweeney a follow on Twitter um, Look, it's a new news station They're trying their best And to be honest They're the first major news station That's actually come out and done anything And actually allowed us to speak um, about this Rather than uh, forcing the narrative So well done to them Okay, uh, this one uh, from James Hall, um, he never turned up, but he said, "Tell your mate Wraith I'll be seeing him for a talk on his doorstep tonight." Uh, okay, cheers. He sat now; must have got broken. Um, not sure what James's problem is. I blocked him straight away, and then he spent the rest of the day uh, sending messages to people and sending them to me. Uh, James is a queue. Um, Paddy Conroy. Conroy's probably ahead of you. Um, so, to be honest, like uh, there'll be a queue out. Uh, there'll be a queue out the street. It'll be easy to find my door. But uh, yeah. yeah. Don't come to me door James It's not very big And it's not very clever Making threats like that And um, other people might report that to the police I certainly won't But other people might Uh, The winner is For originality uh, Toon Tom Surtees The guy in charge of protest NUFC The protest and the flyover We owe Wraithy an apology It's definitely not him Um, Quite not trolling Um, I thought that was quite funny Uh, great design uh, and certainly looks uh, I, I look the part <laughs> but uh, that is uh troll of the week keep them coming in as well if i miss them and uh, you see anybody trolling us, send us them because uh, i do miss i do miss some of the good ones Couple of things I want to squeeze in Before the end of the show um, Shambles travel Back on the road And yes That is an original photograph From Shambles travel uh, Doncaster versus Newcastle Friday the 23rd of July Away fans are allowed in And uh, I will be going to Doncaster I'm sure many of you out there Will be as well Cannot wait to get back on the road With the Black and White Army Book now 077914 9 Shambles travel A great way to travel Amanda never lets us down She's, uh, she's had some great trips over the years of which I've been a part of And uh, Shambles travel back Taking bookings, give her a ring on that number Get yourself booked on And let's uh, let's get back on the road with Newcastle United Do want to give a big yeah, shout out you to
2: Joe.
3: By the way, did you hear that Joe? It's another pre-record, he's gone to the match It's another pre-record, sorry about that mate
5: Selfish, sorry. <laughs> Selfish
3: Steve We might have to move it to a Thursday
0: uh, Big shout out to uh, Kenneth as well, who purchased a Newcastle uh, Consortium t-shirt Um, He loves it And a big thank you to you And somebody else Repping the brand Is Marty NUFC Isted Who bought one of the shirts That you can see Keith wearing And of course Those shirts are available On our website NUFCMatters.com And uh, quite a lot of new stuff on there as well Big thank you to John for that You can also get your Fab Four t-shirts Although with uh, Joe's debut in, in proper terms tonight We might have to think of something with five we Might have to be the famous five, who knows oh, But uh, know there you are, NUFCMatters.com uh, yeah, but... Please please visit please visit that And uh, get yourself on there Just a big shout out as well to uh, Fire and Skill on Twitter Who sent us this last week, apologies mate NU, NUF, NUFC Okay, any of you who remember Cliffy Ahmed, who used to go on a lot of the away games, that was the kind of thing he used to send in letters to me on a regular basis, and other fanzine editors on bus tickets, toilet rolls. We used to get envelopes full of that kind of stuff. Uh, the reason he's doing that is uh, he's <laughs> when he was strimming he's and he's done. He's putting it on his legs. So that's, thanks for that firing skill. I do get some rather bizarre stuff from him. He did ask a fantastic question for uh, Pat Nevin, uh, which goes live tomorrow, though. So um, I'm looking he's forward. A good to- lad as well. He's a good lad. Oh, yes, he's fan- He's fantastic um, Been sending this late as well, Claire Casey um, Messingham News Forum Yes, England have won, but can people have some respect That, that is not appropriate to have fireworks Going off at 10.45pm When kids are in bed, and also people's cats My cat is out, and you get some idiot Letting fireworks off That Armstrong's uh, thing was <laughs> Fuck your cat, it's coming home <laughs> uh, which, which, which I thought was quite funny And... Um, and, and this, this message really, uh, little Steve clearly not understanding what the trust is or maybe his dummy has come out because the, uh, they spoke to Stavely after she ghosted him. So a lot of people asking um, about Dad's message earlier on. Well, here it is.
1: Just a quick thank you to all the fans uh, for all your support. Uh, Amanda and I are truly grateful for everything that you've done and everything you continue to do for the, the club, for us, and to get this takeover over the line. Uh, We really appreciate it. To the fans that are traveling down to London on the 16th, uh, thank you so much. Uh, every, Every piece of effort makes a huge difference. So thank you. Thank you from the bottom of our hearts. We are truly grateful. Let's
0: finish on. Let's finish on that, Mitch. Um, we've heard from Amanda, and now we personally have heard from Mia Dad today, and we're giving him a platform to get that message out. We'll be sharing that, of course, with uh, the protest group that came in just before we went on air uh, this evening. Your view on on Amanda and Mia and Dad's passion?
2: Well, like I said, it was great the start before really. show. If anybody wants to know why our glasses are constantly half full, there's a big clue in that, and and. When you hear people who are that passionate and that positive, it's hard not to be inspired by them. It's hard not to want to back them to the hilt, to push everything through and do everything that you physically can. Uh, And I think as as, as as a group of mates doing stuff, I think we've done absolutely everything we physically can and more. Um, And to hear from them this week, I think, was critical. Absolutely critical. I think that was the message the fans needed, and they probably needed it for a little while. But if anybody doubts that the desire um, isn't there, if anybody doubts that everything has, has been and remains very live, and very possible, right now, this should eliminate those doubts. And so now, as a fan base, it's up to us to help them as much as we can, to put the pressure on, to get clarity, to get transparency, and to be allowed to be taken out of the limbo that we've been forced into as part of power games within football that we then, as a fan base, have almost been ridiculed and made fun of and being told that we're the legal and moral arbiters of football and sports washing and, and more, when we just want to see our, our club and as a result of the infrastructure and investment that would come with it, our region benefit for the long term going forward. Um, that's just, it, it, it's, it's what we need right now, is we need some of that positivity poured into the fan base as a whole. And that's what I feel that these messages are doing right now.
0: Keith, um, you've spent a long time chatting backwards and forwards to the seller. Um, that must really give the, the seller a boost. And we know that they've been in communication. That's how the deal was done. That must give them a bit of a boost.
4: Um, they made it clear to me as late as 11 o'clock last night that this is the deal they want to do. And what they're saying is Anything our fan base can do to get this to be a public matter will win the arbitration. And, it, you know, there's a lot of people say, oh, well, you know, we'll, we'll take another deal. The sellers only want this deal. It's the only deal they want to do. And when you see Amanda Stavely come on there, you see Murder come on, you couldn't want anybody better to run this football club. Um, you know, the job Jamie Rubin's done at QPI, he's got a lot of credibility in football. And... Robots have grown their business more than anybody through COVID. So now is the time. It's not six months' time, it's not a year's time. Now is the time for Newcastle United for the fans just to do anything you physically can, not to be boisterous or work your ticket to actually go and press professionally Dowden and Boris Johnson to get this to be a public matter of arbitration. Because if you do, Justin Barnes, Mike Ashley saying we will get this tape over.
0: Uh, Joe, you've been, you know, watching our shows since since the started. Um, so you've been a in a slightly different position. You know, you've been one of the regulars in the chats. You know, you've you've now joined the team, which is great. But you know, what's your view on on you know the, the statements that they have come out? And made? I think
5: I think this week, this week for me, Steve. I, I think uh, you know, I, there's a couple of things. I think one. It removes all doubt, and I think there are people out there who wonder if, if if this was still on the table, if it was still a thing. I think that's been cleared up beyond any reasonable doubt now that Amanda means business, and she has done for, you know, not just months—we're talking years now. Um, and I think the biggest thing that I picked up on was this talk about not only investing in Newcastle United and Newcastle City Centre, but actually about the northeast of England, the infrastructure. The jobs, the development. So, you know, for someone who was born and bred in Middlesbrough, um, you know, to hear her talk about this is about the Northeast. I have spent time in Manchester and just to see what's happened in Manchester since the City takeover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To think that could be coming to our region is absolutely outstanding. So, so for me, there is only one deal, as the lads have said, and if we can do anything to get that over the line, we've got to.
0: Steve Hirsty.
3: Yeah, I think the lads have said it all, haven't they? I mean, uh, you just listen to the passion. You just listen to to what to what my dad said. Um, we've preached it from the rooftops for twelve months now. Um, we've we've kept faith. We've stuck together. Why have we stuck together? Because we could see it. We could see what was coming. We could see what was available. We could see what the opportunities were. Um, we, you know, what it's 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 bigger than anything, it's bigger than it's bigger than and, and Joe, Joe just summed it yes. up there. Not just the city, it's not just the northeast, it's 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 what it it would it, it's, it's what it means going forward. It's what it means for the football club going forward, it's what it means for the region going forward, what it means for the young people, it, what it means for opportunities, opportunities in work, opportunities in sport. Opportunities at grassroots level because they'll get involved in everything. You know, um that's that's what it's all about. It'll it, it's a project to use to coin's Rafa's phrase. Um, you know, that, that these guys have a project that's a it, that's on a different plane to whatever it can be. It'll take time, mm-hmm. um, but it's it's totally different to what you've had for the previous 14 years. And if it takes 14 years, so be it. It doesn't really matter but it's going to it's going to be a journey that we should all be getting behind and 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 we've we've had the, we've we've had the faith we've been lucky enough to, to be able to stick together and, and and keep that 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 faith among ourselves and that passion among ourselves um going um and that's just that's just that's our heart, that's that's our half glass that we talked about and we've talked about for so long um, just get behind it just just stick with it stick with it let's see where the journey's going to go next and if and if the journey goes out the way that we've expected it to be and the way that we're now hoping the final hurdle is going to be and where it's going to take us next then hey it's going to be fantastic it's going to be absolutely brilliant and look back at the previous 14 years and think what the next 14 years could be and if that does next excite you then something nothing wrong. ever. Whether it's whether it's a pink top, a green top, a red top, a <laughs> top, horizontal lines across it. It doesn't really matter what the kit is, it doesn't matter anything. It's a journey that you're gonna enjoy. It's a it's a journey that we're all gonna go on, and we're all gonna do it together. We'll do it with us together, and that's something we haven't done for a long, long time. That's that's it, <laughs> I can't say anymore. I kind of lost for words in a way at times, you know, when it comes to this, because we've 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 sort of embraced this and embedded ourselves in it for so long. Um, And we want we want what everybody else wants. um, But we've just stuck with it that little bit uh, longer for a particular reason.
0: What a journey it's been. And it's not over yet. Let's uh let's get on the road, do some do some work on the road, which is what we've yeah, said yeah. many times. You know, the internet's great, Twitter's great, Facebook's great at times for getting the word across, but it's a small minority of fans. And going out, getting on those buses. Getting on the tube if you live in London, uh, getting in a taxi, whatever, and getting across to Parliament Square next week is, is vital. And, um, you know, that's, it's vital for this takeover that we are there and show what we can do. We saw it with other fans. Um, we don't want any trouble. We don't want any disruption. We just want to go there and make our points very clear. And that is what we are going to do. So please get yourself on the bus if you can. If you live near London, outside London, in London, get yourself over. Give us some support. Get in touch with the oh. London Magpie Group. Get them across. Tickets, though, for the buses, leaving at 5 from St. James's Park on Friday, nufcmatters.com. And don't forget, if you want to get along and meet some of the guys, uh, we are at the Tyneside Irish Centre for this Sunday's uh, Euro Final between England and Italy. Uh, the doors will be open for our lounge Upstairs the NUFC Matters Lounge Is the concert room, big nice big room For social distancing, table service Of course, everyone will have a table Uh, Get yourself in there, come and watch uh, The 1966 World Cup final At 5 o'clock with us and then watch the England versus Italy final, and uh, come across, come along, have a bit crack. Will be some of the sponsors there. Some of the guys and girls are going to be there off the show as well. So please come along. Uh, no need to, to to email us or contact us. Just get yourself along and try and get there for four. Because seats will be at a premium, and if it does get full, then unfortunately we'll have to turn people away. You'll be able to get in other bars, I gather, in the Irish Centre, but. Get yourself along and just tell them you've come for the NUFC Matters 1966 World Cup final screening and the game. And don't forget, tomorrow um, I'll be putting up the Pat Nevin interview. Some people might shrug their shoulders and say, well, that's a little bit different. He's not a Newcastle player. What's his connection? He's got a book out, The Accidental Footballer. It's not his first book, but it's a good book. It's available on Amazon and Pat didn't want to be a footballer. That's what makes this such an interesting story. He never wanted to be a footballer. Even when he ended up going from Scotland to Chelsea to Everton to Tranmere, he didn't want to be a footballer. That's why he's the accidental footballer. So, great stuff. Um, get yourself on that tomorrow. I'll uh, be setting that up in the next couple of hours. And uh, just want to say thanks to the lads, thanks to Mitch, uh, thanks to Keith, thanks to Joe, and thanks to Steve. As always, been a cracking show. Great to do it live. And thanks, as always, to everybody in the chat. Over seven hundred and fifty watching uh, tonight. And I know not a lot of you'll be playing catch up, but lads, have a good weekend. See you. See and some you, of you on. You see see you there, some, some of you on Sunday yeah. and uh, enjoy your day off on work. Monday, guys. Day Take care. care. Yeah.
3: It's the only way you're ever gonna live